Is it fair? What are you doing? I don't know. Is that an accident? That was an accident. Whoops. It's all right, folks. You know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing to us, too. Abby Martin, thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me, man. I did not know Abby Martin is an artist, and she gave me this fucking badass, dope picture that she's created. It's very sexy. Um, It's very pornographic. Uh, Can I say pornographic? If I was, like, one of those radical minister type dudes, I would say it's pornographic. Of course. There's some, uh, thank you. It's awesome. I didn't know that you were an artist. Yeah. You're a person of many talents. Indeed, as, as are you. Hmm. Hmm. Touche. Are you into porn? <laughs> of, who isn't? I mean, like, do you watch it every Wait a minute, day? who isn't? I'm sure there's a lot of people. <laughs> That's true. I think a lot of people say that they don't watch it, but they're lying. Really? No, I, I, I do watch porn. I think there's, um, there's an idea that, that people have with porn that those people are being exploited. That's the the weird thing. Say like you really shouldn't have videos of you fucking uh, mm-hmm. on online like that. that. Like doing that for a living. The only people that are doing it are being exploited. <sighs> but that you know it gets down to a really weird personal freedom issue because there's some people that actually want to do that. So who's to say? And it's a weird one because if people like watching it and people want to do it, like what's wrong with it? Like what exactly is wrong? What's what what is really wrong if people want to have sex but nobody wants other people to watch? What's real, what well, is like that really about? Too, yeah. You know? I mean, the, uh, people do want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, all, it's weird when you tell someone what they can and can't do. It's weird because then it gets to like, hmm, why can't you make a porn? Mm-hmm. Why can't you, like, what is wrong with watching people fuck? Is, there, is, it a, is it dangerous? Like, what's going on? Are people getting harmed? Why, how come everyone's watching it? How come billions and billions of people are watching it, but we're still pretending that somehow or another it's like a negative force? It seems like, it seems like it's like an integrated part of our world. Right. I think there's this uh, misconception about women, you know, being forced to do what they're doing and they're not enjoying themselves, but really... Uh, I, I don't think that's true. And also, I think a lot of porn watchers are women a lot more than we'd think. Wow. That's a strong statement. I agree I, with her. Yeah? I totally agree. Well, you're both freaks. It's, <laughs> you should be together. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's probably the majority of are men, but I mm-hmm. think more women probably watch today than have ever before. Right. It's a strange thing. You know, the idea behind it is very strange that it's such a, a taboo subject for people. People that have, uh, that, you we're, know, we're living in a sexually sex. repressed society. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uniquely so. It's uniquely so because of all of our access to information. We, we're still like sort of riding on the ripples of the Puritans that first settled here. Like the, the ripples of their way of thinking has sort of, uh, still to this day influenced like a, a lot of the tone of the country it's very strange yeah the, the entire like entertainment industry just sells sex because they know that it's kind of this mystique for us because we have been so sexually repressed for so long i mean compared to other countries i guess europe it's so fucking different i mean right. i was watching braveheart on tv and they blurred out people's asses when they're mooning the camera but then they show people's heads being like beat up against a rock so it's like why are we able to see someone's brain being smashed in but we can't see an ass yeah it's very weird (laughs) it's weird how you know you could have just incredible violence in a movie and that's fine but it's the sex we draw the line we draw a really distinct line do you remember there was a movie a while back called i think it was called brown bunny it was uh vincent gallo and him and chloe you know that girl Mm -hmm. 
um, actually had a sex scene in the film. You can't play it because it's don't even try to play it, Brian, because it's actually sex. They they uh, they she actually gave him oral sex. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was like, and people got mad at him. They were like furious that they put that in the film. Like I, I remember reading this like really angry review by this guy, and he was actually angry at Gallo for doing this and making him watch this scene. This lewd act. But it's it's a fucking weird thing where we have where it's like as a society like that is the line. Right. You do that behind but closed doors. But it's fucking doors, reality. Period. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You can you make out in a movie. You can fake fuck. Right. But no real fucking. The weirdest thing to me is the softcore porn, though. Yeah. That's fucking weird. How weird would it be to, to be a softcore porn actor? I had a friend like, who did that. Did he? I had a friend who did that, and uh, him and this girl were, like, naked in bed. And, you know, they're, they're doing the scene together, and they're doing it for a while. And uh, in the middle of it, she goes, you can fuck me if you really want to. <laughs> and he goes, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's just. He's a guy to get paid way more. If I'm it was. There. I don't know what his motivation was. I suspect he didn't want his cock to be seen. Mm. But the, um, you know, the idea behind it. So it's a very weird thing. Well, we just like watching people have sex. Yeah. But it's taboo. Right. But yeah, it's billion dollar business. Right. But it's not really. It's like it seems like the business has uh, been unfairly ignored as far as like the economic impact of the industry or on the uh, the internet on the industry, because if you look at the economic impact of like on the music industry, it's really substantial. Mm-hmm. Illegal downloads, like really, it was it became a huge issue, right? But with pornography, like you, no one talks about it. No one I don't cares. Understand who pays for porn now? Exactly. I well, really there's there's still websites where you know people make money, and there's there's so many people out there. All a guy has to do is get fixated on one girl, and yeah. she, you know, yeah. she just sticks dildos inside of her all right. week, and she's making bank. But the reality is, it's like the the actual like buying of the DVDs was like a big thing for them, mm-hmm. and all that went away, and now they get like pay-per-view from like hotels and stuff and I'm sure that must be diminished by the internet as well since there's so many other yeah, options. Yeah, I don't know. What... But it's it's, Ill, it's illegitimate. It's like treated as illegitimate. It's weird because it's it's un it's clearly a gigantic economic force like the need to beat off. Like it's gigantic, but yet it's ignored as far as like, you know, like if banks can fail, you know, we have to prop them up. If General Motors is going under, we have to save them. We're saving jobs. But if porn starts to go under, Let's everybody's like, taxpayers eh. bailing out the porn industry. But it was so inflated. <laughs> it was so inflated to begin with, really. Though. The porn industry yeah, was? I mean, people were getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for just, you know, like 10 minute sex scenes. Right, know? but what's wrong with that? I don't think that's a bad thing. I think um, it's, it's what the market allowed. I mean, they were very valuable then. But it, the digital aspect of their creations. So the ones and zeros, it could be like replicated at, you know, for as long as they want. That's where things get weird. Because once you have that, it's like, oh, well, I don't have to make a copy of it. So it's not like an actual DVD. Like a, you could just download it and you can get it in seconds. That must have just crippled the business. Because you used to have to go buy a right. physical DVD. And if you wanted porn, that's how you got your porn. That was like for the longest time. There was a store that I used to go to. In Santa Monica, it was this um, video store. It was like half porn. It was like they had a couple fucking like Braveheart or some shit. Like, yeah, here's <laughs> Mad Max, stupid. But most of it was porn. This was like in the early 90s. And it would just be a bunch of dudes walking around there, shifty, not breathing too heavy, trying to get out of there as quick as they could. 
And then the rest of it was like a fucking ghost town because nobody wants to go to the one video store that's mostly porn. Right, right. Well, the best is when they have the rooms there. It's like, do you really go to a porn store and jerk off in a room? For some people, they have nowhere else to go. (laughs) For some people, they have nowhere else to go. Right. Also, for some people, they get their freak on and doing something that's forbidden in some weird, seedy way. Like, there's something about going to a peep booth that just excites people. My friend, I had a friend who used to smoke crack. And, and go to a peep booth. That was his thing. He would. Uh, he lived in New York. He was a pool hustler. And one of his fun things to do would be to smoke crack and go to peep booths. So what is a peep booth? Like you just get like a glimpse of someone dancing or <sighs> it's what? A, it's either one of two things, I guess. Some of them are like videos. You can go and you okay. can watch videos. And they would like watch videos and beat off. And then the other ones are like actual people. Like people would be like right. behind glass. And, you know... <laughs> You would talk to them like you you walk in and they're, they're sitting down behind like a plexiglass thing and then you know, they do things for you. Me and Eddie F went to that one place in San Francisco. And that's where <laughs> I what, it was my first time where I touched the walls and it was wet. And, oh. and oh Jesus, son! Yeah. Fuck oh, that, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's, it's a, dark in there too. You can't even <laughs> see the walls. Yeah, they and they got beads and shit that you have to walk through. It's it's fucking weird. The whole idea is weird. You're it's, allowed to masturbate there though. I They're telling you that, right? They don't they can't really say that. That's what happens. It's like one of those things where they know you're going to beat off, but they can't say, "Hey, come on in and beat off." Because then it becomes like a public health issue, I think. Mm. Like people just shooting fluids all over the place. Disgusting. Yeah, it's like and not only that, they don't just don't want to let you know that you can do that. Just so just just to keep whatever, you know, like to keep people from taking it to the next level. Because if you tell people that they can do it, then people, you know, they're like, well, how come I can't sell it? You know, like they get you know what I mean? Like nobody's like happy with the, the status quo. They always want to continue to push it. So if you tell people they can beat off in there, they're just probably going to be butt fucking each other and they're probably going to go crazy. They're, they're going to do they're going to want to have sex there. And then we tell them that's okay. Then they're going to want to kill people. The decline in porn <laughs> at least has raised the, the, the quality logic. of the prostitute, though. So we should just, you know, <laughs> think about that for a second. Well, that's another weird thing. Uh, I read an article where a girl who was a, uh, it was a really, it's a very smart article about a girl who used to be a porn star and then became a prostitute. And she was saying that it's just, there's not much difference between being on the set and being in a brothel. You know, that it's just like there's no cameras. Where you know, mm-hmm. you just you're just having sex and sometimes you don't want to have sex with that person, you just do it because that's your job. And I was like, Wow. It's weird that we like that's a that's a real issue. Like you, you like you tell someone that someone's a prostitute and that person's like, Oh my goodness. You you go to like there's that I website that looks illegal. I mean yeah, you know, that that luxury companion website. Have you ever heard of that? No, what's that? It, it's this uh, high quality prostitute website. But the sad thing is, if you go through it, it's all porn stars. Like you're all like, man, wow. I could actually have sex with her. That's crazy. Well, yeah. that's a sweet deal if you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you know you could for ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars could go play basketball with Michael Jordan. Right. You know, he's like, bitch, I'm busy. But <laughs> if you're a fan of one of the, those yeah, gals, finger you the actually have sex with them. Yeah. That's got to be really weird. To be a dude who's like super obsessed, and for the, for the girl, wow, what a crazy chance! It's one thing to meet strangers, but to meet strangers who are sexually obsessed with you and get to have sex with you for money, like woo, that's a strange energy exchange level. right there. That's some high level shit. Guys should do that too. Like, <laughs> like why aren't we? Like John doing, why are we doing it? We're like the shy ones. <laughs> like, oh no, men. Yeah, well, it's it's looked down upon 
in both sides. As soon as money's involved, it's like money and sex for some reason did not, anytime it's connected, whether it's a gigolo or whether it's a girl prostitute, it's like terrible. It's awful. Like you're connecting money and sex. Money and everything else is cool. (laughs) You know, money and competition. Sex to sell everything. Yeah. Did you you guys hear about that dude who killed a prostitute and used the self defense? thing and he got off because oh he said God. that she stole money from him and she didn't she didn't actually fuck him oh. so then he was able to get off on self-defense in some weird fucked up law in Where a state saying it was like one of those stand your ground things except he oh was like no. you stole my money and didn't deliver the goods so i can kill you wow. oh my god yeah. wait a minute what state is I don't, this i want to say texas but i don't what's the story how long ago was the story just say dude kills prostitute oh my god you know how many off. articles are gonna get <laughs> That's probably more more hits on Google than baseball bat in the ass. Guy kills prostitute or baseball bat in the ass. Gets off. Yeah, I went so to I went to look once, uh, just as because I didn't believe it was true. Someone told me that there was a video of a young girl with a baseball bat in her rump. And you searched and I, high and low. I went for the Google, but when when you go for the Google search, the numbers are insane. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Let's see what the uh, recent one is. Baseball bat in ass. Our friend Dana, she's a sweetie. Um, let's see what how many hits. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Five million nine hundred thousand <laughs> results. Oh, jeez. Wow. <sighs> Whoa. What oh, a do fucking not, strange. Do not choose images because the first photo oh, that comes oh, no. up is the worst, grossest image I've seen. Oh, dude, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what, the oh, what the fuck <laughs> is that? What is that? Someone being rude. <laughs> Someone real? being rude. I don't know. Let's say it's not. Let's hope it's not. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Whoops. And then it's like Tom How did Bridges. we get stuck in this, Abby? You, you, it's, fu- <laughs> it's your fault or something. Immediately looking up baseball bats in the ass. Yeah. Oh, it's because of her painting. We started talking about porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, that's right. right. <laughs> it's your fault. But look how good in. women used to look. That was a, the Playboy. That was a Playboy from the like the seventies and sixties. I 60s. think women look pretty good today too. That's true. No? Mm. I just like everybody's the good. Natural, natural <laughs> boobs. Yeah. Um, More voluptuous. I think they're going to have, within our lifetimes, uh, a different workaround for that. And it'll be a biological workaround. They'll, they'll have something where you can actually grow a breast. Your, your breast mm. will grow larger. I really think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think there's going to be all sorts of weird genetic changes over the next few decades. The stuff that they're working on right now, they're, they're, I talked to Ray Kurzweil. He told me that they're working on artificial blood cells that allow you to hold your breath underwater for four hours. You could just hop in wow. water, hop in a tank of water, and go. And because of these artificial blood cells are so efficient that you would have enough oxygen where you'd hold your breath for four hours. That's like he thinks within our lifetime. That's awesome. It's mind blowing. Fucking yeah, yeah. So I think like boobs is going to be an easy one. Yeah, that's going to be easy. They're just going to give you the boob bug. You know, it's like a like a version of the flu. <laughs> you get sick and your tits grow like monsters. Mm. That's what's going to happen. They're probably going to be no ugly people in 100 years. Everyone's going to be super engineered, genetic-looking Dr. Manhattan men, and uh, every woman's going to be like the perfect sex pot. They're going to they're gonna have that down. There's going to be no, like, you, why, would you do, why would you have bad teeth when you could just brush? Right. You know, it's going to be like that simple. Right. Like, didn't you go to the Take gene the place? Yeah, yeah, like, what do you want to, like, trust shop? random <laughs> chance and what your body's like? What are you, fucking crazy? <laughs> 
you want to trust random chance on one of the most important things as far as like social currency. We all agree that like beautiful people have like this amazing power. They have an amazing power to get people's attention. They have like you meet a like a big, tall, handsome man with a perfect face. And you just you just go, wow, he's here. Right. You know, it's it's totally natural. It's a complete natural thing for human beings to do. But it's fucking weird. It's a lottery. And how much would that fuck up with the social order though if everyone oh, looks good? Throw it into the toilet. It's gonna be a goddamn mess. We're gonna not it's like how f- people are lazy because we don't have to go chase quail right, right. to eat. <laughs> we just go to fucking <laughs> Jack in the Box and get a chicken sandwich. It's fucking easy. You take it takes three minutes and it's already cooked. You know, you give them some paper and you're done with it. But I think that it's going to be much along the same lines. Like, we're lazy in that it doesn't take much to get us fed. So most people just sort of skate by in life. There's no, like, real desperation or fear of, of not feeding in this country, at least. You know, for some people, it's a struggle, but one day it's going to get to the point where that's the way it is with everything. It's going to be, that's the way it is with your looks. You're going to be able to just look like whatever you want. There's going to be people that don't even look like people. Mm. Like that's, people are definitely going to want to look like dinosaurs. Like the people that are like furries and shit like that. If they could like <laughs> genetically <laughs> alter humans to be like a dinosaur type person yeah. and change your body. Oh, yeah. Rah, yeah, yeah. People and then you have that to now. eat goats and shit, kill them with your face. People would sign up. Yeah. No doubt, right? There'd probably be a huge counterculture of just dinosaur motherfuckers. (laughs) Yes, dude. But I always thought it would be be. so interesting, like a thousand years from now, if if the you know if we died off and then people in the future came back and and dissected our skeletons and found remnants of like silicon, and they're like, what the fuck were people just like inserting silicon packets in their body and and ab implants? You know that 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 exists now. I can't imagine. I have one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine just getting like a, a shield? Just underneath your skin because you're like, ah, I don't want to fucking try to do crunches. Well, I think it's a surgery. Um, I, I might be wrong, but I think what the ab thing is is they sort of like suture it in to create permanent six-pack indentations. So it's like just like I'm, t- I'm not. I'm here. talking shit. So I watched a special weird. on it, but I was barely paying attention because I was like, do some crunches, you lazy bitch. <laughs> and I changed the channel. I was like, that's so ridiculous. You're no gonna patience. get fake abs, right? Dudes get fake calves. Calf implants, yeah. Yeah. If you have skinny calves, I guess because it's a Because that's one thing I look at a man. I'm like, dude, he doesn't have big enough calves. Well, what happens, I think, with uh, the bodybuilder type gentleman is the same thing that happens to anorexics. I think it's been pretty much proven is that they have a distorted opinion of how they look. Mm-hmm. Like some of those big bodybuilder dudes, they don't, they don't le- like, they won't expose their body. They cover it up. They have like blankets and shit they wear everywhere and they wear like four or five <laughs> sweaters. Like it's weird. Like they don't show their body. They, they, they feel small right. and they wear a lot of layers sometimes. And some of these guys are fucking mountains, like right. human mountains. But they're wearing like two sweatshirts and a t-shirt over that. And, you know, it's almost like they want to like, yeah, it's, they get crazy. Some of them can get, and it's not all of them, obviously, but you can get crazy. And so they look at their calves and they're like, fuck this. Fucking sick of having little calves, and then just stuff some shoehorns in there, (laughs) pop them bitches out. I mean, I don't know who the first guy was who went for it. It's like I'm fucking tired of my fucking bullshit calves. It was like I saw some like MTV special on it like ten years ago. This little like fucking squirrely kid on the beach, and then afterward he's like, everyone's looking at my calves. It's like yeah, because they look fucking huge compared to the rest (laughs) of your body. Why are they so big? Have you seen this? Uh, this donutting. People are getting donuts put in their their head. I oh, have seen that. It's saline. Yeah. What it is, but that is goes it, away. Doesn't yeah, it, it's like a it goes day away. Or some shit. It, yeah, that's why they do it. 
It's Japan um, barf. they pump, uh, they actually inject saline into their forehead, and then they like put like a little indentation with their finger. It sticks. Hot. <laughs> People are so strange. People are Maury. fucked. Did you hear about that? It was some woman who was this beautiful model in Korea, and then she got she yes. just injected like her face with a bunch of olive oil and shit. Yeah, she couldn't. They would not give her any more plastic surgery. And now <sighs> she looks insane. Yeah, it was cooking it's oil. She was awful. injecting cooking oil into her face. Poor girl. I know. He, yeah, the the human so mind sad. is so fucking complex. So it's so strange because it's like it seems like most of your life is almost like a balancing act. It's a balancing act of happiness and friendships and laughter and accomplishments and n- not losing your mind along the way. But for a lot of folks, somewhere in that dance it's just too much and they just go towards lose your mind at full steam ahead and then they're sticking needles and cooking mm-hmm. oil in their face mm-hmm. or we've all seen the the one actress that it, like will not stop fucking with her face until they become like almost like hideous or, right. or or pitiful you know when you look at them you have pity you're like oh no what did she do this thing to her face mm-hmm. it's a very st- strange aspect of of the human being is that every now and then you take like what looks like a totally normal person who's like keeping it together for a long time and then one day off to crazy town (laughs) (laughs) just fucking can't keep it together anymore i give up i'm just fucking running and it's so fucking obvious too when they they overdo the plastic surgery because everyone just starts looks exactly alike it's fucking creepy well it's it's you know what it is you get delusional and you think it's gonna fix i had hair transplants and i had my first one i think when i was like 26 i had three Three of them. Why? Why so young? Just because because my my hair was falling out. I was fucking <laughs> sh- freaking out. I was freaking out when my hair was falling out because I was on TV too, mm. and I was making a, a living like as right. an actor at the time on news radio. And I was like, oh my god, my fucking hair is falling out. I had knew knew it was falling out for a while. I saved it though with the minoxidil, and the minoxidil was hanging in there. But after a while, it was like it was still falling out, and I was like, God, I got to do something about it. I should have never done anything. I should have shaved my head from the beginning. And so, whenever kids ask me online, like dudes ask me, like, I'm fucking freaking out. I'm only eighteen. I'm losing my hair. Shave it, bitch. Just yeah. deal with that. Just just accept the fact that you don't have any hair. Did the because hair plugs it, look bad? Didn't look good. Yeah. My ne- like I never looked at my hair and went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always like, like oh, I guess I got hair up there now. Whatever. But it, you know, the, the way they do it is like a single mm-hmm. thing. You know, like it's not like the old way of doing it but they take it big strip of hair so i have this like big scar in the back of my head like a smile for the rest (laughs) of my life but i'd rather have that like first of all it's a good public service announcement like if you're thinking about doing this just look at my head don't do it just shave your head and then the other thing is that it it's it's almost like what you're doing is it's a screwball thing like, it seems like it might work a little, but then as you start doing it, you go, why, wait a minute, isn't there options? Isn't there another option? And the other option is just let it be what the fuck it is and stop freaking yeah. out. That's the other option. There's always the best option rather than getting knocked unconscious and they take a chunk of meat out of the back of your head and drill fucking holes yeah, in there and insane. implant those. It's nuts. Jason, oh, yeah, Jason, what's his name? Jason Alex, Jason Alexander, I think. Yeah. He, yeah, he he wanted to go back in time just wow. like 10 years, so yeah. it kind of looked like he was about to go bald. See, why would just you... Just to make it more realistic. Wow. Yeah, he got, um, he got like a super cool hairpiece, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of weird because, like, if a chick wears a wig, it's like, you know, no biggie, you know? Like, like right. when Madonna would wear right. wigs or when Lady Gaga would wear some crazy wigs, like, n- nobody tripped. 
But if a dude's wearing a wig, there's something. <laughs> well, is that yeah, real? Yeah, he went a little too far. Is that he real? Went too far. That's beautiful. If it's real. That's amazing. I would love it if he He's did that. Wizard. If he gave up on dyeing his hair, like if imagine if he was all white like that for real. So he gives up on dyeing his hair, and then he just has a crazy white hairpiece. <laughs> he just goes for it. Like I would actually really sorcerer. love that. Totally respect that. Like a sorcerer. Michael Bolton. Yeah, hey, whatever, man. That's what the dude wants to look like. But for me, I can tell you that it was a big mistake on my part, and it was one that I made in getting hair transplants out of insecurity because I was young. And I was, you know, thinking like, oh, I'm not going to have a career. I'm going to be a bald loser. You know, like that's what I was thinking. That's what society drills into us. Yeah, and if you and if you want to have a solution to something, you go research it. And at the time, I always... There's very little internet, too, so it wasn't as easy to research things. Mm. But, you know, you talk to, you find, like, a doctor who doesn't, and you talk to them, and they, they show you photos, and you're like, oh, this is going to work. Oh, whew. Boy, I'm going to fix my hair. And then the next thing you know, you're like, what am I doing? This stupid fuck. And I guarantee you, probably most women that wind up doing something wrong, whether it's a lip thing or a nose thing, where they're like, oh, Christ. Yeah. And they look at it in the mirror, and they're like, what the fuck did I just do? And then you could try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard of girls that have had girls, girls. where that came from, girls that have had too many nose jobs and they have to get like cartilage removed oh, oh. from from it's the rib horrible. and then they recreate the nose. Yeah, I it's talked to this fun. guy that told me about this operation that they had to do. That this, she was in her twenties too. She'd had too many nose jobs already and she'd ruin her nose. Oh, and her nose Michael was like Michael Jackson, dude. I mean, I know he's a yeah. Yeah, this girl had like a, 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 she, a her, case. Well, her nose apparently like started to like go in after the bone and like oh. it's, it's kind of sunken because there wasn't any cartilage there to support the rest of the nose. Oh. Woo! Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. Some people just have bigger noses and they just got to deal with that. It's all righty. It's going to be okay. You know, I saw Michael Jackson impersonator on Hollywood and Vine last night with like a little kid in oh, a candy no. shop. I was like, this is a ridiculous moment in time. Like, oh, no. <laughs> whose kid is this? Like, it's so <laughs> creepy. I also got robbed. You got robbed? Yeah. Whoa. What happened? I got like bum rushed by a bun- like a crowd and then they just must have lifted my wallet right out of my purse. No by. way. Yeah, it was crazy. So they just ran into you and yeah, like bumped yeah, into yeah, your yeah, bag and yeah. you didn't notice it? Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to fly? Apparently you don't need an ID to fly. You just need to go. They were like, we need to put you through like 20 security tests. So come to the the airport two hours early. I was like, God damn it. They're going to molest you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen before where you get like roughly frisked? No, but I have uh, gotten yelled at by a TSA agent because I didn't want to go through the body scanner. And he was like, what are you, a celebrity? He's like, only celebrities don't want to go through the body scanner. And I was like, why? I was like, this is crazy that you're talking to me like this. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is nuts. Yeah, it's an option, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was just like totally demeaning me like in front of everyone. Why celebrities? Why would celebrities not want to go through it? The new one's like (laughs) a radio one. It's like, yeah, why would you want to get molested? I mean... well, it's I've never had it happen to me. Everyone has ever been pleasant with me. But uh, Graham Hancock, uh, who's been on the podcast several times, who's a good yeah. friend, oh, yeah. he went through one and he said this dude like just was aggressively sexual with him, like grabbing his his body, like it felt like he was being molested. Like I shouldn't say aggressively sexual, but he grabbed his cock yeah. and the whole thing. I mean, like he said, it felt like he was getting raped, mm-hmm. like. Obviously not as extreme, but, you know, it's, it's like a form of a violation. And he was really shocked by it. And he wrote about it. I mean, he was shocked enough that he didn't just let it go. He sat down and wrote some stuff about it. Well, there was just this report that came out that said that there's so many more cases of 
malfeasance and misconduct in the TSA than any other government. I mean, this is like 20 times more. And so there was this investigation done to find out, well, why is there so much fucking like crimes happening, like l- robbery, um, sexual abuse and stuff. And it was be- and basically this representative figured out that they don't really do background checks. Oh, my God. And they're just kind of skipping through this huge, uh, you know, you think that you would. So basically they're hiring uh, pedophiles and child molesters is what they found out. What? Yeah. No way. Yes. Well, nice, nice people, too. We sure. Should, we should say that. Sure. I've, I've met a lot of really nice people at the TSA. And people, you fucking government chill. Relax. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to, in the interest of fairness. I know some of them are just folks that needed a job. And that's, that's right. the reality of the situation. Graham Hancock got molested. He did a little bit. Well, you know, that's it's a thing where I think that it it can be pretty well argued that there needs to be some form of security, but it's also a thing that is much like many other public service jobs, is that it should be really respected and it should be something you're paid well for and it should be a difficult job to acquire. And I think it's a matter of priorities and if we shifted those priorities that we could make a, a sizable change in the way the whole thing is run. If you made it so that people were, first of all, made, made it so that those, those jobs are a little bit more difficult to come by and that the people that do do it do ba- get background checks and it's a really good job to get with excellent benefits so they don't feel left out or fucked or disenfranchised. Right, right. It's a, something that's worth and it's also worth adhering to a certain code of conduct because it's a really good job. You know, I think when you have a job that's, you know, what the fuck yeah, are they getting for Yeah, they're probably just getting paid, like, fucking minimum wage. I think or the a TSA little more. should be abolished. I think it's a use, useless agency. Well, how do you think that you should do security? Like we did before 9-11. How did TSA we do TSA was it? totally created in the wake of 9-11. It's a totally new government agency, just like the Department of Homeland Security. And just, I mean, think about it. The hijackers brought on, what, knives? Like, mm-hmm. you can still bring those in. This guy... Jonathan Corbett basically exposed the fact that you can just create an in-zone pocket and bring in whatever the fuck you want through these body scanners. Mm. So they really have like a huge security breach. So, but when you go back to why the body what scanners kind of were pocket? implemented, like what? an in-zone pocket that's like silver or something. Oh, so it has to be a, si- yeah, a type like, of yeah, material? Yeah. Oh, and wow. you can carry anything through. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I mean, the reason that the body scanners were implemented in the first place is because Michael, Michael Chertoff was... Uh, Tied up with rape, rapist scan, which is also the name of the body scanner, right? Rapist scan. Rap is it scan. really? Rapist scan, but I call oh it rapist scan. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine if that really was the name, and then they they brought it, and the government was like, "Really?" And like, "Yep, that's what Do we, we named have it." To name it? <laughs> well, listen, I got a patent. It's the rapist scan. I got a patent. I'm not changing the fucking name. The guy's just adamant. Some crazy multi-millionaire guy who just was nuts. So yeah, this guy was was running the DHS. And he uh, he was tied up with the lobbying firm and, and profiting off these body scanners. And so they just put him in all the airports and they don't even really work. Even Israel, the Israeli government was like, we're not going to use those because they don't work. Like they're not going to stop terrorism. So they're totally pointless. Uh, it's just like a money making scam. Wow. Yeah. Well, but here's the question. Before 9-11, they did something, right? You went through radar detectors. You went through just the regular metal detectors. Right. And they still, they x-rayed your luggage? No. I don't know. I think they did. Yeah. I feel like they did. Didn't they? Yeah. Seems like they did. But. Yeah, they did. So um, between then uh, and now, it's just gotten more complicated? Is that what the idea is? Well, they just, you know, they want to dehumanize us as much as possible to make flying the worst fucking thing in the world. So now you have to take off your shoes. The liquid thing is Mm -hmm. completely absurd. That was based on something that was totally, it wasn't fake, but it was like these mentally 
unstable people who were trying to mix liquid explosives that wasn't even going to work. It was like totally pointless. They weren't even able to do it. So then they just punish everyone by making everyone put little liquids in bags and it's just ridiculous. Maybe they found like a proof of concept after that that like yeah somebody could go on Someone with a shampoo it, right. bottle full with C4 that looks like conditioner. And now you can't bring snow globes on. Snow globes? Mm-hmm. I just saw that in a little snow Those little globe things that you yeah. shake, like yeah. a paperweight? I didn't. I, was there a snow globe terrorist that I missed? Like someone trying to. Listen, if <laughs> someone was coming globe. at me and they were trying to get crazy, I could fuck you up with a snow globe. So imagine a pitcher, yeah. like a really good baseball pitcher and a snow just, globe. Oh my God, you're a dead man. It's going to kill you with that thing. It could be used as a weapon. But now the TSA is actually taking it so fucking far, man. They, I just saw this video where. This woman comes back from her trip. She gets her car, and there's a little note in her car that says, TSA inspected your car while you were gone. Yeah, I saw that, too. Apparently, it's a local jurisdiction uh, thing. They can, the the local, uh, it's not a TSA thing. It's a local security for the parking lot. And the TSA, yeah, in various districts, I think, has very different ways of uh, approaching these type of situations. But if they choose to for some reason, I think it was like a valet car. She valeted Mm -hmm. her car. And for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. they chose to search it. But I don't think think what they're saying is it's not a TSA policy. Mm -hmm. I think that was the the, um, um, the, the response to it, that it wasn't TSA policy, that it was a local thing that someone did. So that's not something they plan on doing. But it could have been something they were like testing the waters and then people freak out yeah, and yeah. then they're like, oh, da, 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 we right. ain't even doing that. <laughs> After the woman yeah. complained, they were like, no, 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 we have a sign up. Yeah. And she was like, that sign wasn't here before. It's like, we're going oh, to really? inspect your car. Yeah. And she was oh, like, did she totally say that? Didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I want to know who to believe there. That gets weird. Right. I wish I knew. Yeah. But still, even if there's a sign, if you're not told, yep. hey, we're going to yeah. search your car. I mean, you got to be real specific insane. about <laughs> yeah. that. Can't just have a sign. Oh, I might look through your shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, you didn't read everything in this entire office before you gave the valet dude your keys. Yeah. I might steal your change. Sorry. <laughs> it's in, I left the sign. But the TSA is just so, I mean, it's it's grown so much. It's such a waste of money, I just think. I mean, we ha- mm. what what have we done, really, with the TSA? Well, the, the argument, I would say, um, I don't disagree with you, but the argument argument i would say if i was you know doing the counterpoint was like think of how many lives we've saved think of how many terrorist attacks were stopped think of how many people did not try things because they thought they would never get through the infinite matrix that is the tsa <laughs> that's the, all the hypothetical inti- is there any proof it, you're right you're right it is hypotheticals but at a certain point in time you know is it hypothetical that if you didn't have vitamin c you would get scurvy <laughs> see where i'm going with this uh, i'm not going anywhere folks relax i don't believe a word i'm saying um, I hear you. I know what you're saying. But I think that there should probably be some form of security just with the reality of the world that we live in. I don't fucking trust people that much. I don't trust people to – I just feel like if there was no security at all, no, I would have to like have to a lot more faith in our society. Let's go back to what it was before. It was totally fine. What is it before, though? Do you know the it specifics? Just, uh, yeah, I don't know – if it was like it wasn't a private contractor, I mean, I think it was government agents, but it was just very, uh, it wasn't like a huge multi-billion-dollar wasteful agency that was just like. Is it just one of those things where, and I'm obviously not a politician, nor do I really even understand politics, but is it one of those things where, when jobs get created and a business gets created, it behooves them to enhance that business and spread that Absolutely. business and make that business larger, whether that business is Chick Fil A. 
or that business is the TSA. Once it's an actual business, so it's not a government agency. Oh, it's a business. It's a private business. That's where things are always going to get weird because as soon as you can profit, and like it's not just the state profits. No, no, no. Individuals profit, and they have motivation, and then they also can have things called lobbyists, and they can spend a shitload of money to try to get laws pushed by that make their business more profitable and make more... What? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's where it gets crazy. Well, you can't differentiate anymore between the corporatists and the actual government employees, so it's hard to tell. It's like it sounds like you're calling for socialism now. <laughs> you fucking call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a bunch of fucking anti-capitalist nonsense. Why, if it wasn't for capitalism, which is so true, if it wasn't for capitalism, we wouldn't have shit. You know, you, communism doesn't work. You can't get people to work unless you give them a reward. If you want cool shit, you want a Samsung phone, you want to be able to watch TV on a big screen, it's flat, you get a, someone's going to make that, okay? You're not going to do it. And the capitalism is the only way that shit gets done. If the whole world is communist and socialist, that stuff doesn't probably get made. Why are those our only two options, though, is my question. Because I think there's a lot of flaws in capitalism, yes. too. You're so right. You know, what we need, I think, is uh, some sort of moralism. <laughs> capitalism, you know, not just not, not capitalism, not communism, but moralism, right. ethicalism. You know, something where it's just like, can't we figure this out? It seems right, like this right. can all be worked out. Like, we don't have to, like, live like one person has to die so that all may live. Like, it's 2013 already, people. That's like, what kills me. Like I could, I see the potential that we have, and we're just fucking squandering it. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? We know that we can have clean energy. We know that we can have this. We know that we can live compatibly and harmoniously, like with the earth. But we're just fucking raping, pillaging shit. I mean, I think I think it's a flaw in capitalism to see what happens. Monopolies form, and then it buys out governments. And is it a flaw though, or is it almost like a built-in mechanism designed to encourage movement? It's all—it's almost like the the way that things really get done. But is if you this need is some the, incredibly if this is the greedy trend, fucks. If this is the trend that's designed within capitalism, then isn't that fucked? Yes, it's definitely <laughs> fucked. But the question is, is it this way because this is the most efficient way to move this thing forward? This is the most efficient way to continue to produce new technological innovations, to continue to push our ability to access information, whether it's like willingly given up through the internet or whether they're watching your cell phones, like that all of it is kind of connected. Well, it's interesting because we hear a lot, you know, um, you need reward, you need value, you need people competing and that otherwise you won't have innovation and you won't have these new technologies. But I look at it, you know, we had innovations 20 years ago that cars can run on water, but the car industry bought out and pat this patent. And this, you see this across the board. So we actually see uh, technologies being stifled because of the capitalist model that we live in, this vulture capitalism where they're monopolizing all these industries and preventing technology from arising. So that water car thing is totally true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard about that. And the electric that. car. Remember who killed the electric car? Yes. I heard about the water thing on Opie and Anthony. Uh, they were talking about how the guy who created it died of a heart attack, and he was—he had a meeting with two men, and he ran out of the restaurant screaming, "They poisoned me!" and then died what? of a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> oh my yes. god. Yeah. See if Terrifying. you guys can, see if you can find that story, because <laughs> uh, Opie and Anthony were talking about it. It sounded like a fucking scene in a movie. Like the guy like yelled, "They poisoned me!" and ran out and had a wow. either a heart attack or a stroke. I can't remember. My memory shit. Uh, but it's um. My memory is actually excellent for a human, but there's just too much to remember. Yeah, that's true. You but no, I think I think that we can reinvent the wheel here. I think that we can uh, advance 
humanity and our collective consciousness to a point where we can like figure out a different way instead of reverting back to these old paradigms of like communism or capitalism in the way that we know. I mean, can't we recreate something? We we know what exists. We have the ability to intercommunicate within the entire planet. The technology's growing exponentially. I just think that we can do better than mm-hmm. what we've seen. I think you're totally right. I think we need to learn as human beings, we need to learn how to manage our humanity. And there's a lot of things that we're going to have to take into consideration when you start talking about that kind of stuff. And one of them is that people have a desire for competition. They Mm. just do. They always have. And that has to be squelled in some form, whether you should take up a game that you enjoy or get involved in sports or in martial arts are a good example, or some form of discipline that allows you to like blow off energy and, and blow off this competitive design that you have inside of you that sort of has allowed human beings to get to this point in the first place. I mean, we didn't survive for tens of thousands of years because we weren't intent on survival at all costs. And one of that one of the costs is competition. It's a part of what, what's made us a human being. It's a part of why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people get involved in anything, whether it's a, a corporate thing or whether it's a, a, a competition in a, a game or a team, there's this desire to do better than those you're competing against. Like, if you talk to people that are business people, and they, they'll talk about their competitors. We're fucking kicking it right mm-hmm. down their throat. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, very aggressive about shit. When you get guys alone, they start talking about how well they're doing against the competition. Yeah, they close down three of their stores. And, like, they start getting, like, real excited about conquering shit. And it's, it's, it's that mimicked that this, this genetic thing, I think, that's, like, almost been incorporated into our, our DNA because it's been so responsible for getting people to this point. Like, you have to crack eggs in order to make an omelet there had to be a bunch of crazy shit to get us to rise from apes with sticks to driving a car and to do it all so fast it there had to be a lot of chaos involved in doing that but we should be able to recognize that now and go whoa 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 okay everybody catch your breath Mm -hmm. it took us a long fucking time to get here but let's look at why we got here this is what this is what motivated us. You see all this? We just wanted to breed, wanted to make sure we have children, make sure that we stop the barbarian hordes from coming over from the next town over. If we can just all agree to not be fuckheads, none of that's going to happen. We can all talk now. Okay, this isn't like you speak German and I don't understand Dutch and he's Chinese. No, 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 no. Everybody pretty knows what the fuck pretty much knows what the fuck everybody else is saying. So everybody just chill. Let's all can we agree to chill? Okay, let's chill. <laughs> Take now let's figure out this fucking resource thing. <laughs> There's a natural resource thing that it seems like is all of ours. Right. Okay? Why do other people get to keep that? And how come the people that get to keep that keep wanting to go to war and control shit? Let's, you know, I know it sounds a little radical, but maybe you guys are kind of being cunts by controlling all the oil. Isn't it the earth's? Aren't you sucking it out of holes in the ground? Like, what? It's fucking fascinating that we're just wasting all of this magical resource that takes billions of years to compound in the earth, and we're just blowing it. We're just fucking blowing <laughs> but it makes it. for awesome cars. It does, but they we need to good. save it for... <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid thing. I've said before that I think what they're going to do is eventually come up with some sort of a, a bacteria that eats carbon dioxide in the air, and they're going to re- release it like a, a moth, like a, like a colony of moss in the air. It's going to chew through all the pollution. But then it's going to mutate. Yeah, but then it's going to mutate. Don't bring up chemtrails, please. Please don't bring up chemtrails. <laughs> Chemtrail believers, I love you. I feel you. I used to, I probably could have been one of you. 
Right. Okay, but I read a couple of articles along right. the way. Just don't. I'm not a fucking geoengineer, and I'm I'm not a new world order person either. Right? I'm not the Illuminati. Stop. Well, I just haven't met one. I haven't seen one pilot who's. I mean, if the if they were spraying chemicals on us and the government was doing this around the world every day, don't you think that some pilot would have come out and said like, I don't know. Yo. You know, who knows? Why would he spray it's, his own it, family? You know, and like, it's, yeah, it's a very non-specific way to poison the world. <laughs> We're already getting enough poison. I, I don't. Um, but it has been done. The the, the thing about right. uh, yeah, dropping stuff from planes has been mm-hmm. done. And, and in fact, there was a recent article that was uh, it was just published about uh, these tests that they did. I want to say oh, should, I should look it up, but um, it was uh, they were spraying radioactive waste from from planes. Yeah, they've to done monitor. a bunch of crazy shit yeah i mean geoengineering experiments and then cloud seeding and so there is like geoengineering happening in the works but it's not to the extent of what people yeah i mean look it's always they like they they they. and i I was just about to say yeah they gave the the tuskegee experiment you know they gave those guys syphilis or allowed them to have syphilis and not treat them this is all like that they thing is a real problem because it's not they're not all part of the same group it's people that are cunts that's right. what it is. It's assholes that have done something wrong. And we, when, if they're in a position of government, it's always they. It's like they have done this. Yeah. It, it, someone just asked me last night, they said, you know, do you believe in the New World Order or the Illuminati and stuff? And I said, well, I think that it's giving them too much credit. And it's also taking away people's agency to be like, there's this, you know, unknowable group controlling everything behind the shadows. It's like, no, we know who these motherfuckers are. You can, they're, they're hidden in plain sight. It's the board of directors of all the most powerful corporations in the world. I mean, these are the people who are... Yeah, running shit. <laughs> this is a fact, okay? That in the 1950s, and this is uh, this is off Yahoo News. This is this is widely reported throughout the internet, which means everything. Throughout the internet, <laughs> I don't know what's true. I don't know what's true. Can I'm not a researcher. A, a... Yeah, yeah, we got one there. Oh there wow! We Bam, we're the like fuck? genies here. James is genie. Um, this woman says that um, <laughs> she lost her baby when her father died. Uh, she was a baby, rather, when her father died inexplicably. In 1955, and she watched four siblings die of cancer, and she survived cervical cancer upon learning that the Army conducted secret chemical tests in her impoverished St. Louis neighborhood in the height of the Cold War. She wonders if her own government's to blame. In the mid-1950s, and again a decade later, the Army used motorized blowers atop low-income housing and high-rise at schools and from the backs of station wagons to send a potentially dangerous compound into the already hazy air in predominantly black areas of St. Louis. Local officials were told at the time that the government was testing a smoke screen that could shield St. Louis from aerial observation in case the Russians attack. Wow. But in 1994, the government said that the tests were a part of a biological weapons program and St. Louis was chosen because it bore some resemblance to Russian cities that the U.S. might attack. Holy shit. The materials being sprayed was zinc, cadmium, sulfide, a fine fluorescent powder. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's horrifying. That's so scary. There's just no accountability for any of this shit that's, that's happened. I'm sure these people got, like, a very little payout, but they just watched all their family die. But it's so that. scary. It's terrible. And, what about Monsanto? And here's, but here's the thing for mm-hmm. the chemtrail, folks. Yeah. This is real. This is yeah. real. And when you're looking at a lot of things that may or may not be what you think they are, it's really important to find out what is real. Right? It's really important. 
And if you're not sure if something is uh, just a jet engine creating an artificial cloud because it's passing through condensation, or if it's the government spraying you, if you call one or the other, it becomes a problem for all of the information. Absolutely. It dilutes the real argument, which is the fact that there's thousands of tons of, or or even just the jet fuel of just planes in general. The jet fuel thing is crazy, and that's something that we we figured out on the show is that 93,000 flights a day fly worldwide. 93,000. That's insane. It's incredible. And there was a study done um, after 9-11, which is really fascinating. And it's kind of funny because it was in CNN. This is long before the chemtrail thing either. Uh, It's a CNN article from 2002. uh, And it was talking about how the temperature shifted because of the fact that there was no contrails in the sky and that these contrails and it referred to them as the artificial clouds created by jet planes that these contrails had been cooling the earth the wow. difference was a couple of degrees i don't know how the fuck they can tell whether or not that couple Amazing. of degrees variance is just natural because things vary right. all the time as far as temperature but in this article they were trying to attribute it to the fact that there was no contrails in the sky which is fascinating that's crazy i mean to me there's no causal connection to the heavy metals corrosive metals found in the in the water than it is to sprain. I mean, we have no connection at all. And that's like the only evidence people can keep showing me is they're just like, look at, you know, barium and aluminum is found in the, in the water. And I'm like, dude, we're fucking polluting the whole earth. I mean, water yeah. is cyclical. Like, I don't... Yeah. It's, well, it's weird. It's weird. What we worry about is weird because the chemtrails, if the government really was spraying something, that is something we should worry about. But stop. What are the effects? I don't feel anything. If they are really doing this on a regular basis, is they just cooling the water? What is exactly going on? Now let's stop and look at the shit that we're not paying attention to. We're pumping like raw sewage into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like people, <laughs> people are just shitting into the ocean. There's, there's like boats that are burning yeah. diesel fuel. There's Cruise other ships. boats with giant nets that are killing every fucking fish within its, you know, whatever stretch they've got these goddamn killer nets set up for. Just sucking fish out of it, throwing plastic in there. There's a gigantic the Pacific patch. garbage patch. There's one in the Great Lakes too. There's oh, one in every body of fucking God, water, dude. It's so crazy. I saw this TED talk from this woman talking about plastic and she was saying 20 years ago this research team went out fucking hundreds of miles away from the Great Pacific garbage patch and the fish that they were fishing full of plastic particles and also oh. this guy went down to the bottom of the ocean where they were and it was covered in plastic bags. And this was 20 years ago. Can oh you imagine God. how it is now? I mean, this this is the shit that we should be concerned exactly. about. Exactly. It's it's so this St. Louis story for the chemtrail folks. Here's one in your in your corner. This is real, okay? This is real. So you are right to distrust any people that could be in a position of power that could possibly profit from doing something that could harm people. Absolutely. You're absolutely right to be paranoid absolutely. about that. Um, that's that's not what I say when when you know when I talk about these things. I just well, think it's really important to be aware of exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's the same thing with fluoride. I think fluoride is horrible and it shouldn't be in drinking water, but the thing is it's been kind of hijacked into this conspiracy theory that says like it's this mass mind control thing and trying to give everyone brain damage and Hitler used it on on the Jews and stuff. First of all, that's not true. There's no evidence to back that up. But also it's like, no, it's just a phosphate mineral byproduct that we're just pouring in the water supplies like that's what we should be concerned about that there's a waste product being sold to municipalities and just fucking toxifying our water but isn't the idea that people who use fluorided fluorided what is it fluoridated fluoridated Fluoridated. Fluoridated. that doesn't sound right 
Fluoridated sounds wrong. Um, fluoridated water have better teeth, like that they well, have better actually, general health. The ADA did an extensive study uh, about a decade ago that showed that it was just better hygiene overall. That oh. just showed that people just had better hygiene overall. And really, there's no difference between fluoridated and non-fluoridated areas. Whoa, really? So really, just topically applying fluoride, yes, that is, you know, that helps with tooth decay but ingesting it we're already getting it when we shower when we cook like why are we drinking it too it just doesn't when so you the look idea back at the was history, that the idea was that the the water having fluoride in it would help with yeah. with tooth decay mm-hmm. as well as does it do anything else no. does it kill anything and off, that's or? the thing it's not even fluoride it's a it's a this thing called hexafluorosilicic acid and it's just a fucking fertilizer byproduct that they've huh. just like it's just this old school collusion between the fertilizer industry and the water industry, and it's just based on like a huge propaganda campaign that's saying that fluoride's good for your teeth, and we just kind of still believe it. It's bizarre. There's so many other countries in the world that do not do that at all. Wow. Well, yeah. it's have you ever had like real spring water, like right from uh, like a Colorado well? I just had distilled water for the first time. It tastes like fucking snow. It's you got to be careful with distilled what is water. The deal? Doesn't have any minerals in it. Because it leaches them? Humidifiers. It leaches them? <laughs> it's for humidifiers. Yeah, there's a process. This process, I don't know. I shouldn't say it takes out all the minerals, but I think it takes out most it's of like them. It's mag- like magnetized? Yeah. Something. My friend Aubrey actually had a problem because he was drinking it on a regular basis. Uh, you know, he wasn't aware of uh, the consequences mm-hmm. of not having enough minerals. And he started getting, like, his heart was beating too fast. Oh. He was kind of freaking out. Like, he had an electrolyte imbalance. And it was because he was drinking distilled water all the time. <laughs> Like, you have to have, like, people think that, like, salt is bad for you. Salt is essential. Look, if you eat a pound of it, you're dead, okay? But salt is in a, it's a huge part of what it is to be a human being. You need it. That's why they used to go to war for that shit. Yeah. They used to have salt wars. Like, if people kill people for all their salt. Yeah, fucking crazy. <laughs> My friend swears on distilled water. He, he drinks it every day. And he should be careful. For, like, six months. Well, he says it's great. the idea is if you uh, take it with, like, some Himalayan salt, uh, something that has a lot of minerals in yeah. it, or some, if as long as he supplements with minerals, maybe he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, Aubrey had a, I mean, he went to a doctor, and the doctor told him, like, you have an imbalance like, what the fuck here, are you son. Doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you drinking a deal The water that water? you put in irons. <laughs> yeah, what are you, are you a humidifier? Yeah. <laughs> humidifier is a funny word. Yeah, that's, uh, you gotta be careful. But yeah, the fluoride thing is just, it's just one of those things that no one will even address. They're like, oh, what do you think? Fluoride's bad to you? You're like, well, no, you well, just should just really, been, you're right. Even it's good. I just don't want to be mass medicated against my will. Like, why do we need this in our water? Right. And it's also, I'm sure it probably does some weird shit to your skin, too. It, it yeah. It, Hot water with fluoride well, in it. Well, when you get an excess of fluoride, it gives you fluorosis, which eats away the enamel of your teeth, so you see the yellow what? fucking, like, yeah. So it it's leaches, the opposite. Yeah, it actually, and then, so think about what that's doing to your bones if you get an excess of fluoride. Oh, wow. I never thought of that. So, okay, is this hippie bullshit? No, dude. No, sure. <laughs> that's really funny, though, the way you said that. No, dude. That's exactly what someone who's telling hippie bullshit says. No, bro. Uh, come on, cuz. Come on. Yo, dude, me. I read that Yo, shit dude, on Glenn Beck's I swear, website. I swear, I saw on the internet. It's legit as fuck, son. They're coming for us. They're fluoridated in our water. No, no, I heard Abby I Martin talk bad knowledge about I that on RT. <laughs> Lots of research, dog. Lots of research, dog. The government. Is it? <laughs> is it one of those things where like someone just started getting paid for bringing fluoride, and yeah. then the fluoride is just a part of life now? Yeah, the aluminum industry needed to get rid of their byproducts. They were un- they, 
launched this propaganda campaign. It was like in the 50s, and it was just this old school thing that was, we didn't really understand that we can just have better hygiene by brushing our teeth now. It was right. like, yeah, people did have fucked up teeth. How do they purify water? Like when, like if if they use, what do they use? They use chlorine or something like that? What chemicals do they use to okay, purify so the f- it? From the phosphate mining, so they, they take it and they just like, they capture the water that's escaping in these giant scrubbers and then they just sell it. Like, I don't fucking know what they do to purify it. I hope to God that they're doing something to purify it. But no, it's I just... mean, what, I'm sorry. I should rephrase. What I meant was uh, when, if you, like, say if you get water out of the faucet, like yeah. you go to this faucet right now, you get a glass of water. They're doing something to that water, right? What do they do? Chlorine. So purification, chlorine? So chlorine. Uh... Well, we should ask, right? We should, like, Google this real yeah. quick. Well, what's crazy is I just had this interesting uh, thing with Nestle where they sent us, like, this lawsuit threat. Like, they're basically threatening to sue us because I criticized their monopolization over the water supply and how they're trying to privatize water. Who's trying to do this? Nestle? Is that what it is? I read that. I didn't even want to, like, actually read the quote because somebody sent it to me on Twitter. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't even want to read that. That's just so <laughs> like insane. Someone, <laughs> I just want to be bummed out by this it's dude. It's crazy, dude. The, the, C, the ex-CEO, Peter Brabeck, he's still like a, I don't know, he's still highly influential at the company. But he came out and said, you know, it's a food stuff like any other. It should be applied to market price. We should mono- like basically just privatize all the water in the world. And he was so like, if he, and he was like, if you think water's a human right, you're an extremist. I was like, that's uh, fucking great. And every single wait a water minute, did bottle. Did he really say that? Yeah. This is probably Nestle. No, this isn't Nestle. But seriously, every single bottled water I've seen is Nestle. And uh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying what they're doing. They take that it That dude needs droughts. a hug. Yeah. That guy he needs a hug. Cracked. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What a crazy way of looking at the world, son. Yeah. That's like, so he wants to treat water like oil, essentially. He wants to fucking, what's next, air? Monopolize it. Yeah. I mean, yeah well, air. we're trying to do that. We're, wasn't someone trying Didn't to- did China um, actually sell cans of air? Because Yes. They, wow. They do in a hotel in Seattle, real. remember? Oh, yeah. That, well, that's actually uh, oxygen, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, pick-me-up. Like, people think that, like, you ever go to the oxygen mm-hmm. bar? They have, like, those pick-me-up bars. Yeah. They used to have those. I went to one once, didn't do jack shit. Yeah, I, felt, sat there I didn't feel like twos my nose. Yeah. I was like, like wow, I just paid 20 bucks to just like <laughs> inhale oxygen. It gives you heightened awareness. I think just so thinking. So can you eat a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I think just thinking that you're doing something that gives you heightened awareness heightens your awareness because you're like cognizant of it. Like, now yeah, I'm going to really focus on Well, what on I love that you, you talk in. about so much is the placebo effect because this yeah. is something that's fucking nuts. The fact that we can heal things with our body and people just dismiss it and they're like, oh, that's just the placebo effect. You're like, that's so fucking crazy. That's way crazier than like having yeah. medicine that right. does this. Like, what? Yeah, you're totally right. You should be cultivating this so much. But... What also, it really begs the question, what is, what is the state of our body based on? Is it based on confidence and feeling and thoughts and the, the, the kind of like ideas that you cultivate or is it actually based on genetics and disease like how much is which way when all of a sudden someone can cure something mm-hmm. because they think that they, i don't know how many instances where that actually takes place the placebo effect might be gra- gravely exaggerated right. i don't know i don't know how much has actually been done placebo style but i know that it's big enough that it's occurred enough times where it's it's documentable like people can like refer to it as an actual situation there's a placebo effect that actually does happen mm-hmm. So what's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. I think that it needs to be cultivated way more and right. studied way more. Like, I, it's just funny that it's kind of this weird thing in science. You're like, oh, it's just a placebo. It's like, have you thought about what that means, though? Because that's fucking nuts. It's, it's also, it, it makes you wonder what exactly is really shaping this world. 
like how much of what's shaping this world is th- thoughts mm-hmm. and how much of it is circumstance and how much of it is just r- random occurrences how much are you steering this thing with your thoughts when you find out that you can fix something that you didn't think you could fix because someone told you they gave you a pill that fixes it and then all of a sudden you fix it well think about what stress does to you it can yeah. totally it's crazy. It's bad for you. you. Yeah. It and also it makes you, you make shitty decisions. You mm-hmm. do do rash things. You you yell at people that you shouldn't. You like ah. It builds up. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's Wait. terrible. It's awful. But it's weird. I saw this documentary <laughs> about water, and there was like this Japanese scientist who you know put different feelings in different bottles of water, glasses of water, and they yeah, had different he froze particles. it. I don't. I mean, it's been debunked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to get a debunker on. Right. But then the debunker would get all sorts of hate mail, and they would never come want to come back again. <laughs> That's what happens when you debunk things, man. You see this Nick Mick West, the guy who was the debunker on our show. He runs metabunk.com. Mm. So he debunks everything. Mm-hmm. Anything that he finds out what's bullshit about something and debunks it. And he's, he's right a staggering amount of times. And this guy's just, his timeline is just hate, oh, just people hate on Twitter. People hate when you debunk their mm-hmm. shit. Hate. <laughs> hate. They're so invested in JFK. So invested in, so in invested, everything. Yeah. Whether it's Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone or whether it's fucking conspiracy from the grassy knoll. Whatever it is. People so is this guy super anti-conspiracy? Or does yeah. he really take He's it like super you do where you're like, I will look at everything and really kind of sort through it? Or is he just like, I'm going to debunk He's, kind of the main points? He's a debunker. He likes yeah. calling people on conspiracy to, that are bullshit, even if he's wrong. I mean, I don't right, know if right, he's right. right all the time. Right. That's but it's pretty stance. obvious yeah. his trend is to debunk things. Yeah. But along the way, i got to say, I've, one of the things that I've learned about this television show is the, the psychological effect of wanting to believe in something. And the, the similar attributes that I find in almost everyone who believes in something that can't be proven. There's very, very, very similar attributes. There's a very similar mindset. But when, yeah, I agree. Um, but when I look at something like you know, 9-11, I know what isn't logical and it's what they've told us has happened yeah so it's like i don't know what happened but i know what didn't happen Hmm. (laughs) so what about that that's another that's one that always comes up you know whenever someone believes in something that's odd there's always the what about tower seven discussion yeah you know yeah there you go (laughs) that's the discussion that's just and people in 2013 they're almost like jesus christ it's 12 years of fucking tower seven can't do it anymore buddy can't. I, can't. I gotta tap out. No more Tower 7 right, talk. Right, right. We can't fix that thing. It's gone. It's tower 7's gone. gone. Tower Let's concentrate on Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, there's a, um, there's a reality to the world, right? There's a reality. And then there's a trying to decipher reality from looking at the past, whether the past is five minutes ago or whether the past is two hours ago. When you're dealing with something monumental like 9 11, you're gonna have a lot of noise. There's going to be so much information, good and mm-hmm. real and bad and distorted and crazy and sane and logical and cryptic. There's going to be a lot of shit going on. So you look at any catastrophic situation like towers falling and people dying and you're going to have a lot of craziness. So you're going to have a lot of shit that doesn't jive and you're going to have a lot of shit that also leans towards a conspiracy. Then... It's also the possibility of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't like to think. They don't like to think that it's not an either or. And that it, who, you don't know. 
You don't unless is, you were there. Conspiracy can't be sure. Why is conspiracy a bad? It's been uh, it's been turned into a pejorative where it just shuts down the debate. Yes. you know it's amazing, it's really. Yeah, it is. That was actually deliberate effort by the CIA. Like, was it really? Ago. Yeah, they're so badass. I they wish are. they were nice. <laughs> 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 I wish I could support the CIA because they're so badass in so many ways. Like that they could figure out how to fucking engineer human consciousness, so they right. could just make conspiracy things sing dopey. Oh, you got a conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah, what? Like the Gulf of Tonkin? What? Like the Northwoods document? Right, right, like it's right. just rattle off a bunch yeah, of real exactly, shit. Exactly. That's really like a. What about Enron? Right. That's a conspiracy that conspired. People got together. It happens all the time. It's part of what makes people fucking group into little huts. As they get together, they have little tribes. They go, listen, 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 listen. These motherfuckers got gold. Well, They're right over there. They fucking... sleep at night. Let's go get them. They I... happen all the time. Yeah. I love the CIA just for the record. For the record, I don't. I like them individually <laughs> them as human here. beings. <laughs> I hope they're nice. But as a group, I'm not willing to trust them unless I meet them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Remember when they were just all like dosing the each other? MK Ultra shit yeah. in the 50s. So let me ask you this, yeah. and this is the fucking elephant in the room when it comes no. to uh, journalism, because you're sure. you you're a journalist, you're like an official journalist, right? Legit. And you are also not afraid to talk your mind, you, whatever it is. You speak your mind about various controversial subjects, and then you see this Michael Hastings thing. Mm-hmm. Do you go, oh boy? If you don't know the story, tell people uh, oh, I, the story. Okay, so Michael Hastings, uh, an amazing journalist, one of the last real investigative journalists that we have. That I mean, he'd go on the corporate media and just fucking destroy. Like, he'd just completely make everyone look like idiots. Well, he was um, very aggressive, too. Very aggressive. But he was just like, he, you could tell he was just exasperated with the mentality that he was surrounded by whenever he'd, like, all these Obama apologists and stuff when he would go and argue. And he was embedded in Afghanistan for a while. And actually did a report in the Rolling Stone about Stanley McChrystal, which was the commanding gener- general of the Afghanistan war that totally exposed his ass, um, ended up getting him fired. And when you get a general who's commanding a war fired, um, you need to look out. <laughs> like, you need to yeah. fucking watch your back. And so, I mean, he got death threats at the time. Months later, his car driving like 100 miles an hour down a fucking residential street in L.A. and it just explodes. Why the fuck would you be driving that fast? Nothing about it makes sense. He had just written a letter to his friends and family hours before he died saying, I have to go off the radar. The FBI is investigating me. Watch out. They're going to come talk to you. Um, It doesn't mean that it was the government who killed him. It doesn't mean that it's some giant conspiracy. My view is that you get a commanding general fired and he knows fucking people. He knows security contractors, private firms that can fucking take you out. If you embarrass someone, I mean, this shit happens. This is a hit. I don't know what happened to that guy, but it sure looks like it. I mean, if it you wanted look to look like at it. a movie scene, yeah. it's like a perfect movie scene in a James Bond film of a political assassination. Yep. And it really is. The door is locked. The steering wheel starts turning towards the tree. You're like, ah! Are your cars connected Accelerator's going. No, I'm out. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Why would I explain that on the air? I, I think, think get an old cars. car. I Everybody think, get an old I car. I think really get all a Dodge new cars Dart. can be hacked, too. And that's what that... Yeah, it's Ugh. fucking nuts. Well, that's what I read afterwards. With the, some guy who worked for Clinton and for Herbert Walker Bush was describing how it's Richard absolutely Clark. possible. I don't know if it was him. Was that him? Richard Clark, which I thought was strange in itself that this guy would come out and be like, it looks like a car hacking to me. You're like, you're a fucking government insider. It was just strange. I didn't know why he... I think 
the people in the old guard probably don't exactly like how shit is just so loosey goosey with the murders these days. <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, they tighten hey, that shit up. We didn't used to fucking kill reporters like this, guys. <laughs> Jesus. So I fucking mean, security cameras yeah. everywhere. Like, Woodward and Bernstein still alive. Well, basically, did one of them die recently? I don't know. Wilbur or Bernstein. But I mean, if you're asking if I'm afraid, no, absolutely not. I mean, if they're. Good for you. You know, you can't live in fear. That's I'm exactly scared what and I want. know you. I don't even like being in the room with you for the three hours. Comes I can't and fucking close. Oh, how scary is that? Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. I wrote something down today uh, as a joke, but it was about um, this fucking meat that they're creating now. Out of human uh, shit? No, 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 no. That's that's exciting. <laughs> no, there was uh, yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> a meat that they're, they're, they made synthetic meat. And, uh, you know, and I was what? just, yes, yes. And I was just, well, like from a three they printer? figured out how to clone <laughs> cow meat. It. They took some cow meat and without actually, you know, increasing the amount of cows in the room, they increased the meat. They just put it in some sort of a test tube. It cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they made like a cheeseburger wow. out of this, this weird meat. And, Sign me up. And I wrote that today's fake meats, tomorrow's fake person, solar powered, mm-hmm. programmed by the state, reading minds and writing tickets for bad thoughts. Like, that's really possible, right? Like, one day, we could easily be in a world where we have robot people just wandered around enforcing the rules of a corrupt elite, a bunch of old dudes with fucking just wires coming out of their body, like, <laughs> barely hanging on, just evil, keeping them in, in the game, waiting for life extension technology, just hanging in there with robots running around. I mean, we're so close tickets. to, like, actual thought crime, it's not even funny, with the NSA just surveillance of everyone, blanket, data mining and then this retroactive prosecution the ability to retroactively prosecute you if you fucking say something today 10 years from now they can dredge that up and be like you said this 10 years ago and wrongfully accuse you of something and pull up all this evidence over the course of your digital life and use it against you and that's another really scary aspect it's not even just the chilling effect that quells dissent and makes people not want to speak out as much it's that too right and that's scary yeah that's very scary that's it's all very scary it's it's we're 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 in such strange times because if someone feels like they have the right to just look at everything you're doing all the time, yeah. like where are we? What right. are we doing? Like we're not even America anymore. No. It's not America when everyone can just have their email looked at. And did you read the shit that David Seaman put on his uh, page today? What the, about how they're using it? The DEA is using it now. They're using the information to catch drug dealers. They're using the information to catch people selling weed. I mean, they're not. It's not just a national security concern thing. This is information that's being distributed to other people. So they're bypassing normal like protocol yes. for catching criminals and just fucking. Well, what's you know, really crazy? Yes, you're right. But what's really crazy is that he said that this is what's get was really weird. Is that the NSA is giving your phone records to the DEA and they're telling the DEA is talking about how to cover it up and to conduct a fake investigation to acquire that information to back engineer your discovery and then going back and acquiring enough evidence post knowledge mm-hmm. of the crime mm-hmm. to you know like that they're actually going to create a fake investigation well so that they hide the fact that they got this information from the NSA right right like oh man that seems Sounds like a lot of work <laughs> well it doesn't just seem like a lot of work it seems like you're lying right like you should yeah there should be some laws in this world but there you, you, you there also should be some nobility to the people that are enforcing those laws and one of them is you shouldn't be allowed to lie ever okay lying's not good Stop doing that. So if you're not lying, 
how much of this actually happens? Well, none, because people go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The DEA gets the fucking records right, too? Right. Okay, where do you draw the line? What right. if someone's then giving a friend a, a bottle of Xanax because their prescription and ran out? And it's all able to be hacked. So where the line really isn't drawn anywhere when you have foreign governments or entities that could hack into this shit and then use it. I yeah. mean, who knows? It's just, it's going to be out there. Everything's going to be out there. When well, they they're just claiming. slowly trying to stop it. They're still lying. They're like, oh, no, it's just the metadata. It's just the <laughs> metadata. And you're like, no, dude, because the, the storage center in Utah or whatever that you're storing this, like the metadata would only account for like a fucking eighth of that information that's stored in there. And you're already building other ones. So what the hell else is the rest of it? Obviously, it's everything just recorded and stored. Obviously. It's amazing that anybody would think that's a good idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really amazing that anyway would say, yeah, this is uh, what people are going to go for this. This is a good. Then they're not going to feel like they're imprisoned at all. No, it's not a prison stay. It's just we want to make sure that it's everybody listens. Yeah. Can't have that, that kind of power. Crazy fucks. Can't. Well, look what the FBI is doing with the entrapment cases. I mean, all these like thwarted terrorist attacks in the last decade are all mostly manufactured by the FBI. Really? It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's that one that was really hilarious in Dallas where they got this guy who was, like, challenged. He's, like, not, oh, yeah. a, not a very bright... Are. Yeah, not a bright guy. They they talked him into it, gave him the bomb, yeah. okay, and told him how to detonate it. He tries to detonate it, and they come in and arrest him for a bomb that wasn't even real. <laughs> like, you guys are playing make-believe. Like, you're playing make-believe and just jacking alive, morons. Which, alive. I guess it's better that they take him off the street than some real Al-Qaeda dude. And spend hundreds of thousands <laughs> of taxpayer dollars, like, coercing some mentally unstable person to fucking try to... You gotta find something. those people. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> I'm more for that than for the TSA. I like that. I like what you're doing. You're finding idiots. And, going and these and getting people them. sometimes <laughs> spend ser- like years and they get paid like 100 G's, these informants, and they just like it's work. Hilarious. You know, they go. There's actually this one case of this guy in a mosque. I think I said this on the last podcast. He actually scared people so much in this mosque. All these Muslims who were like, they actually called the FBI and reported him because he was trying to radicalize them so much. It was like he was the terrorist. And they're like, what the fuck? This guy is here. Trying to, you know, rile us up. And then they were like, oh, yeah, he's working with us. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Crazy. Problem, reaction, solution. One of the worst cases of uh, undercover cops was, without a doubt, in my opinion, that uh, the the people in Florida, where they were uh, Operation D-minus, where they were sending undercover cops to go in and pose as high school students and try to get oh my God. get kids to sell the them weed. weed. That was yeah. so sad. And some kid actually like fell in love with fell the girl. Fell in love. He was like, the, he she was was like 4.0. Yeah. She was hot. She's 25. <laughs> She was uh, she was petite, so she could pass Scumbag. for scumbag. So rude. And they the craziest thing was, uh, what's that uh, podcast? This American Life. Yeah. Uh, they had they did a piece on it, and they actually interviewed her. They they spoke to her, and she was like, you know, hey, these people, they you know should be doing that. They got to watch what they're doing. Like, you you found a boy. You found a boy and you were nice to him and you tricked him and the boy tried to give her the weed for free. He tried to get her weed because she asked him. Because she asked him and he, he gave it to smoke. her. He didn't he, even really like smoke yeah. weed. Oh, he didn't smoke weed at all. He tested negative when they when they arrested him. But they uh, when they asked her, um, like were they, were they, rather uh, when she asked him rather to get it, he tried to give it to her for free and she insisted on giving him money so that she could make the arrest. <laughs> Wow. It's so rude. Wow. So mean. Meanwhile, here's my... Meanwhile, there's listen, real crime going on. Jesus and this Christ. is my point. And this is, I, I want to say this very clearly, okay? Um, I'm, not, I'm not a male apologist, all right? I believe that on both sides, people should be kind. 
And I think there's a competition between men and women that is rather unnecessary, whether it's feminists and masculinists and a lot of it is unnecessary. But in this situation, it's very strange because if the roles had been reversed, the outrage would have been exponentially greater. If a man right, was pretending to be a high school student mm-hmm. and he was a super slick 25-year-old, been around the block, been driving for years, he's got a fast car maybe, he's got a, a bunch of poetry books that he reads, and she's just, he's so different, he's so mature, he's so di- that would be so rude. If you found that some 25-year-old pimp cat is banging 17-year-olds and arresting them for getting him weed, <laughs> could you imagine yeah. how much people would be upset? Yeah, insane. And they would assume that the guy fucked her, right, assume right, right, he right. fucked her. You know, the the girl was fawning over him, and next thing you know, she's getting him weed for free, and he's arresting her. That's so fucking. Would, you would never stand for right. it. Nobody would stand for it. But as long as it's it's one of those weird things, where it's like as long as it's a, a boy getting fucked mm-hmm. over, even mm-hmm. if there was a woman who conned him and lured him in, you you are grossly. Or you don't really hear about like teachers fucking young girl students either. You hear like a lot about women teachers like having affairs with like their high school students and stuff. I never yeah. really heard the story of the opposite happening. Maybe it happened to my high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say anymore because <laughs> he was a good dude and yeah. I knew the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, did you hear about the entrapment case? Uh, this is fucking sad. Um, this guy just liked to gamble. He was an optometrist. Like, Ooh. you know, just... Had his own career, had like mildly gambled like twenty hundred dollar bets with his friends, and this FBI agent overheard him at a bar one night talking about um, waging a bet, and he so he befriended him, and then for the next like six months or a year, just became closer with him and closer with him, and kept trying to up the the stakes, and basically at the end of this time frame. He convinced the guy to bet him $2,000 in one day, which in Virginia, that's like running a gambling operation. So he comes in and raids his house with a SWAT team, and the guy gets executed on accident. Oh There's like God. some trigger-happy cop who just fucking shoots him and kills him. I'm like, so, oh my God. so you basically turn this person into a criminal. Not even that I think that's a criminal to spend $2,000 on a bet. Do whatever the fuck you want. But like well, that, they shaped this person, and then he just, it's just so sad. Well, th- this has happened so many times before. There was a famous Rolling Stone article about uh, a young man that was, uh, he was talked into selling this guy some marijuana, and then he sold him some marijuana, and they put together some sort of Coke deal. And the FBI agent completely encouraged him, set it all up, did, or the DEA agent, the undercover guy, set it all up, connected the two guys together. And got this poor guy who didn't want to do anything, just, just slowly worked him and coerced him into the situation where he thought he was going to make a lot of money to do this real quick. And no, Meanwhile, there was no drug deal to be made. It was all <laughs> fake. This guy just completely <laughs> so concocted the whole thing, this fucking DEA asshole. So then this DEA asshole winds up being a complete criminal, gets kicked off the force, okay? Doesn't get prosecuted, just gets just removed and done. But, you know, who knows what he did? He was doing drugs. They know he mm-hmm, tested mm-hmm, positive yeah. for drugs. So he was you in... Bed yourself. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> if you want to be a part of that world, you got to do coke with them. Right. And so this poor fuck is in jail for the rest of his life. This kid is just stuck. And this was a long time ago, the article in Rolling Stone, I, I don't know if he ever got out, I don't know what the story was, but the kid was doing essentially life in jail. Yeah, they, they, they were. Some, he was a, a, a major league cocaine dealer. They put together a major league cocaine deal. Not really, but they did. As far as like he knew, and be, that's good enough. Sorry, at, get at in the any box. Point, when you're like getting so close to these people, do you ever think like, "Wow, this is really fucked up what I'm doing"? Like, I don't understand how these people can live with themselves. The ones who are entrapping these people for months and months and months, and like befriending them and getting really close to them, and then they realize that they are shaping these people to become who they want them to be. 
It's a fucked up thing. It is certainly that. It is certainly that. Um, it's um, it's it's a lack of humanity. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as a corporation that can pollute a river and kill a bunch of fishermen because it's easier to do that than it is to take shit and put it in these toxic drums and ship it right. somewhere else. We all know that's happened too. It's like what allows people to do the what when you look at the broad spectrum of what people are capable of, like what allows the worst? What allows the most extreme aspects of our personality? I wish we could have an empathy pill. People <laughs> could, like have a gene that's it's called just, ecstasy. Like, in- <laughs> yeah, but all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we need to engineer. Right. People on exactly. E all the time. Just a really mild <laughs> dose of E. Right. We just want to hug everybody. We would be so much nicer. But it's it's one it's really interesting because if you stop and think about the idea of engineering consciousness through pills, I mean that's what everybody's mm-hmm. worried about when mm-hmm. it comes to antidepressants and Prozac and things that people give kids for ADD. And, you know, people are really concerned about this concept of engineering consciousness and what are the repercussions of doing this and giving people things. But what if they get it right? (laughs) What if they just fucking nail it and it just becomes, everybody becomes cool as shit. (laughs) Like they just like, they give you a pill and then all day you're on like a mild ecstasy, super friendly mode, you know, and it gives you like a 20, 30% IQ boost. Boost. It's fast track evolution. Why not? Is that possible? I don't know. It seems like it would be, right? It would be weird because what if something went r- horribly wrong? Mm. And it will for the first few yeah. generations till we get it right. We're all fucking guinea pigs. It's pretty, pretty insane. This generation's pretty crazy. Well, no one more so than the, those people in St. Louis. That's a that is a, a really hard thing to fucking read. It's yeah. a really hard thing to read to it's think terrifying. that that actually did happen. Yeah, it's just so it weird. A lot more than we like to think. It's so weird that people can do things that they can do, and then other people are just cool as shit and normal. What about like dropping white phosphorus in fucking Iraq? That that's against. What is that? What is white phosphorus? It's like this incendiary that's supposed to light up the air when you like drop it. When you look at bombing in Baghdad, when we invaded, um, you see like these like plumes of of like light coming down, and it basically just. It's such a high concentrated incendiary that it will just cut through skin. Like, it, it'll Ugh. just slice through your flesh. And so they've been using that. It's against, I mean, it's totally illegal to use during warfare. And Israel does it, and so does this country still. Yeah. Those depleted uranium That's rounds. awful, too. That Ooh. will never go away. Ooh. DU is there forever. It's that area is, like, toxic. Yeah. For, like, how long? Millions of years. Oh, yeah, Ugh. the shelf life of DU is like. And what is of the years. idea about depleted uranium? Was that that it penetrates armor better yeah, than anything like else? Yeah, it's like it's like this radioactive coating on the on the shell of something like the shell casing, and I don't know what the fuck why you would ever use that if it's like so horrifyingly toxic for the environment. Like, oh why would do we need that? Like, don't we have enough? Don't we have like high grade weaponry enough that we don't need to be using DU? Yeah, what the fuck. Wait, but is it, do you think those things are just like, let's see if we could do this. <laughs> let's, let's, I think we could just shoot right through that thing with a DU. And they're like, God, go for it, man. Let's do it, dude. Out of that shit. just like people watching the nuclear explosions with this like glasses on. They're like, oh, sweet. Like just no concept of anything in the future past 10 years. Like what is this going to do? It's just the idea that anybody has the, the ability to make that call. Right. Hey, we're going to shoot these bullets. And they should work a lot better than our regular bullets. But There's one catch. There's one catch. <laughs> they poison the ground for a million years. Whatever, whatever. What'd you say? 
Whatever, whatever. It's a fucking million years. Listen, we're not even getting around. Don't worry about it. It's a million. It's a hundred. We what gotta get rid shit, of Bob? them. We got a lot of this we stuff. Ship of these things, we have a guys. lot of this stuff. We might as well make bullets out of it. What is depleted uranium? What does it look like? I don't fucking know. Let's look that up. Yeah, look depleted that up. uranium. Okay, let's see what the fuck it looks like. I bet it. Uh, do you have to pee?s I do. Depleted uranium. I bet it looks like. Uh, oh. I bet it looks evil. Uh, why is there a hmm. baby photo with no face? No, it's not. I see. Uh, I see a photo of it. Look at that. U ninety two. That's what it is. You try to find that photo. That's what depleted uranium looks like. And apparently, it's just fucking awesome at killing shit. <laughs> Just they figured out how to make something that's way better than regular metal. Um, so what it says is the it's uranium with a lower content of the fissile, f i s s i l e fissile, U two thirty five that than natural uranium, and natural uranium is ninety nine point two seven percent U two thirty eight, and 0.72%. You don't give a fuck about this. What am I saying this to you people what for? Are you doing? Why am I reading this? Because <laughs> a lot of times when I go to Wikipedia, folks, I've never read about this before. So I'm hoping that they'll sort of boil it down for me within the first paragraph. No such luck today, kids. <laughs> Just a bunch of numbers that I don't understand. But um, yeah, so that depleted uranium shit, that ain't good. Also- Did you see uh, Wolverine? <laughs> what? There's a reason why I'm saying this. What, outside? In the movie. No. Wolverine. No. How did she say that? Hugh Jackman? No. Ugh. Yes, with Hugh Jackman. Who else would be Wolverine? <laughs> no. He's been Wolverine for the past decade. Jesus Christ. I think he's the I've only Wolverine ever. Yeah, I've, I've right? There's never been a Wolverine. Um, there's a scene in it from Nagasaki. Because Wolverine's oh, like sure. 150 years old or yeah. whatever. How old he was when they made him. I forget. But uh, the idea is that he's immortal. And uh, in Nagasaki, like he gets involved in the uh, the bomb. Mm-hmm. But you stop and think about that. Like, what a strange ability that human beings had, even in 1947, to throw something out of a plane, fly over you, throw something, and just wipe out everything. Just wipe out the whole shebang. Just flatten that motherfucker. Kill hundreds of thousands of people just like that. But we needed to use it to end the war. Save lives. Save lives. There's Hugh Jackman working out. Look at him, sexy nice. beast. Where is he? Look at him. God damn there it. He is. He's getting ready. It's hard to believe that he likes musicals, too. He's a perfect man. Yeah, no, I think nuclear nuclear technology is, is batshit crazy. I mean, it, it can be used for good, but the thing is, we don't have the capacity to harness it properly. Like, look at nuclear energy. We can't store the waste, and the waste doesn't go away for millions of years, too. So right. we're like, where the fuck are we going to put this? Like, right. yes, in theory, it's great, but... There's this whole other component that we're just kind of ignoring. <laughs> and then look what happened in Fukushima when something goes wrong. I didn't realize until Fukushima what nuclear energy actually was. I didn't realize it was just like water boiling in like these giant open air You're s- things. Uh, like, I'm so on the same page. I was so confused. I, was I like, had no idea. This is what we're doing? This is ridiculous. You're making steam? <laughs> you got a sun that makes steam and you can't shut it off. 
Oh, okay. oh, makes sense. Glad you built that. <laughs> Thanks. Good move. There's no way you can have improved upon that. Let's build some on some fault lines here in the U.S. Well, listen, Sweet. listen. What you don't know, okay, <laughs> I see where you would come with this as an uneducated person, but I'm going to explain <laughs> to you. We need that, first of all. It's a major force. Is it a reason why coal is down? The use is many, many percent down. There's a, the, we have the situation eradicated. There's basically no worries. There's a, Fukushima was a very old design. We have various fail-safe and backup generators, and we don't pitch shit right next to the ocean like those crazy Japanese. Except we do. We have like 23 sister reactors all built by GE here in the exact same manner, some built by fault lines. There's one okay. on the way to San Diego. Mm-hmm. You pass by San it. San Onofre. You know what I that think is? they're shutting that down. They yeah. are, oh. they, but they said it's going to take like 13 oh, yeah, years. Be- now <laughs> what? How do you like shut it process. down? Yeah. We're going to take you- all the toxic water and just dump it in the ocean. <laughs> Right, where all you, the plastic bags are. What do you mean shut down? What does that mean? <laughs> I thought you couldn't shut them down. It seems like, <sighs> um, isn't there like a bunch of spots in Nevada where they've just like dug holes? And we're like, oh, just put it here. Yeah, it <laughs> Do they have signs over those? <laughs> like in a, a, in a million different languages going, don't fucking dig here, right? Don't dig here. For the next million years, this spot sucks, okay? 2012, oh. thanks. What are we doing? Yeah, that's a weird thing, the fact that they have these areas where they dig a hole and they just put all their garbage. They're like, listen, I know this is all toxic and shit, whatever, whatever. Let's just <laughs> dig a little hole here, drop it off. Is this your land? Okay, can we just dig holes Yeah, here? can we just pay you like a couple mm. G? Sweet. Listen, you guys can have prostitution. Right. And gambling. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah, oh, oh, you mean what they've done to Indian reservations? Yeah, listen. that's pretty much what they did. They're just like, everyone just go in the most toxic areas with like no... Ability to like farm or do anything, and we'll just fucking give you gambling. Here, aren't you happy? Here, gamble. Here's here's some alcohol, cigarettes. If you think about it that way, that's a weird way of looking at it. But I guess <laughs> a lot of uh, Amer- Native Americans would agree with you on that. They don't live in the best spots. They don't give like the best spots away for <laughs> for reservations. <laughs> you know, they're like, can we have Hawaii? Mm, no, no, can't have Hawaii. Nope. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, like how many like really good spots where the Indians were? Were like, no, not this one, bitch. I mean, there's a lot of really good spots that Indians They're had. Like, where can't we build? Okay, go there. I I want to know. I've I've read a bunch of different versions of why they were called Indians. Some that make sense and some that don't. But there's no denying that uh, that name. The the uh, the idea that I've I've read two different versions of the idea that. They uh, thought they were actually in India. Mm. I've read that that was the case, and then I also read that it was based on a word. I'm trying to remember what it was. Something meaning free man, Indio, or something like that. The Indigo Children. It's not a band, Indigo Girls. <laughs> How were they? Were Indigo they good? Children is like we can't play them, but were you a fan, Brian? I have too much penis for that. What are you trying to say? That you can't be a man who is well endowed, who enjoys some th- chick music. No, I think they're more attracted to that culture. They're more attracted to that culture. It's like Cher. What the <laughs> fuck are you saying? What's like Cher? <laughs> Indigo girls are like Cher. That yeah. Men are more attracted to that, or or women, hmm. or lesbians. Lesbians. Oh, okay. Did you guys hear about this uh, this uh, boa constrictor that got out of a uh, pet store? And climbed through the walls and into this kid's room, Holy and killed a five-year-old shit. and a seven-year-old. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I was in Canada apparently. Climbed over the walls of someone's house? No, I was in yes. like they had like a reptile place downstairs. Oh and wow. this fucking thing got out. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well, look at all these idiots that actually have exotic pets as pets here in this country. Did you know that there's more tigers in captivity in the US than there is in the wild in the world? Really? World. Yes. Really? Louis really? Theroux didn't you know who Louis really? Theroux is? <laughs> <laughs> the guy. <laughs> I don't believe that. No, Louis Theroux, this, this awesome journalist that works for the um, BBC, does these. He goes oh, and like, yeah, lives with crazy he families. Yeah. He lives with the Westboro Baptist Church for like a month. He'll go live with like all these assholes who have tigers and cages and baboons and like giant snakes. And he'll just like do this documentary about him. And they don't know that he's actually mocking them because he's like British. And so they don't really understand his humor. He's like being really sarcastic all the time. It's great. Well, he's also like super embedded. He'll let yeah, them be he, themselves. Yeah, exactly. He'll you know, be there he, for like weeks. Yeah. He does. He's not like arguing with them as much as he's just encouraged them mm -hmm. to communicate who they are, mm -hmm. you know, which is like a, you know, a hard way to do it. You're embedded with the Westboro Baptist yeah. Church and like, you know, I gotta kill all these queers yeah. and light fires. He went and in the sign. They have like a really great sign making factory. He was like in there, and he's like, he's like, Nelson Mandela fag. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like just like the most random <laughs> signs that had like, and then it had his face on a sign because he goes back to the Westboro Baptist Church, and then they made a sign with him. It just said like Louis Theroux fag lover or something. He was like, why did you make a sign about me? <laughs> Our human struggle is just so bizarre. Oh. What a bizarre thing to struggle about. What the the Westboro Gay. Baptist Church is one of the weirdest like branches of humanity because it's almost like we expect them to do something stupid whenever anything ha happens now and it becomes mm -hmm. like an oddity like a little sideshow at these things and if we yeah and it's like impossible to not pay attention to them because they're so fucking outlandish like the fact yeah. that they will just go and fly to picket funerals it's a part of the idea struggle you know it's a part of the idea struggle the, the battle between like advancement and thinking and there's the, the monkeys there's the fucking screaming apes that are still around throwing shit at each other holding up abortion signs the majority of us there's a, but it's just a part of that fucking struggle have you seen that uh photo of the uh the mountain goat and the cougar that fell to their yeah. deaths oh my god yeah. i want to see it pull that shit up Bro. it's a series of photos it's a battle it over it shows a battle because the Whoa. the mountain lion actually has the hair in his mouth of the of the goat, they're both dead. They're laying out on a, on so a stretch epic. of highway in Colorado where the road was closed. They went to war on a cliff, and they both fell to the death. And it's 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 a wild fucking series of photographs. Amazing. Look at this. Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's see that thing to the left. That's one of the horns from the mountain goat. Like, it lost its horn in the process. And there's a series of photos, Brian, if you scroll down. Yeah, now it's like, gross. It shows that's where the <laughs> horn came out. See, look, that's where the horn, like, literally broke Holy off. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, And that's the God. mountain lion. Now, look in his mouth. You see the tuft of fur? Look at that. He got that thing in his mouth, and they both went for a ride and landed, Incredible. boom, on Incredible. the ground. Look at this goat. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Boom. Yeah. Right, it's, it's fucked. Yeah, no need to look at it. But they show you the. Uh, you already look at it. The whole time. If you just no need to look at that after you've looked at that. But if you uh, <laughs> uh, props to Javier Vargas, he's the guy who sent me that on Twitter. Trying to give out Twitter props, yo. Nice. Um, but he um, that the the website takes you to like a whole series of of photos. It's pretty. It's just 
it's not beautiful, but it is beautiful. Like it I don't, is. I don't, I'm not happy that either one of those animals died. I'm not an asshole, but they died in a beautiful, crazy yeah, way. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's like, like any weird, strange work of art. There's something mm-hmm. bizarre about you're capturing this image. Nobody influenced them. It's not like they were forced to do it in a coliseum for our amusement. This is just something that played out in the wild, and they fell off a cliff. And it's like it's it would have happened whether people existed mm-hmm. or not, most mm-hmm. likely. It's just a fascinating, fascinating thing to see that this is how life exists. When you take away language and you take away cities and you take away advancement, it's just this wild group of things that are trying to eat each other and survive and keep moving and spread numbers. How amazing is it that we live in a time where we can see all of the shit, like the the Planet Earth series, where you can just see what the fuck bacteria look like in caves in like New Mexico or some shit, like glowworms spinning silk or like the goats on that mountainside. And that's what reminds me of that. Those goats that survived and like the, it's like a sheer face of a mountain and they're hunting and they're fucking running around. Like, how are they not, how are they even existing up there? Yeah, it was amazing. I went, uh, I was in Montana and I watched these mountain goats climb up the side of these bluffs and they're standing on these like ledges it's like a a, like a chunk like that wide and they got one hoof here and one hoof there and it's not like they're like oh shit they're like oh how do i get up here and they just keep going they're like on a ledge yeah they're just on a sheer fucking face and then how gangster was that mountain lion to go i'm gonna take my chances yeah (laughs) it's like yeah ledge smidge i think i grabbed that bitch by the neck and just lock onto him right there remember the guy filming it said he waited like weeks like six weeks to finally catch them hunting or whatever, and it was like this epic chase on this mountainside, and I was like, how are they not just collapsing and falling to their death? They caught uh, a mountain lion hunting? It, no, it, was a, it wasn't a mountain lion. It was one of those goats. The but goats they were hunt? getting chased by some, by a, a mountain lion or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh so they filmed that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. It was insane. Yeah, mountain lions are really hard to film. Mm-hmm. That's uh, one of the reasons why um, when people hunt mountain lions, and it's very the hunting of mountain lions is very controversial. And on one hand, I see the point of the people that don't want them hunted, like they're this majestic, cool creatures, and it's amazing and everything. But on the other point, like you got to realize, like if you don't keep their numbers to a manageable level, like the last thing you want is mountain lions, like wild squirrels. lions, yeah. like lions here. People. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want them like squirrels. You know, you don't want, like, pigeons just running around (laughs) grabbing slow people. (laughs) Like, we'll have a real problem. Like, you need to figure out how many we need to keep. And there's only one way to do that. you got to kill them Mm because nothing else kills them. They don't have any enemies. They they die of old age when they fall from cliffs when they're holding on to goats. Other than that, they're going to be fine. Did you hear about the pack of wild pit bulls that killed that jogger? (sighs) What a fucked up way to die. Yeah, that's not fun. a horrible way to die. That seems like And she start. was with two other people, and they, like the owner was just like watching it happen. The pit bull just like destroyed this woman, and then the they were able to get help, but the girl died. I think that was terrible. Yeah, was terrible. The animals are fucking no joke. Right. It's we are around them all the time. We we get used to the fact that we, for the most part, have them under control. But just dogs. I have, yeah. I have two dogs. One of them is a smaller dog, but one of them is pretty big. He's like 140 pounds. And I was thinking, if he just decided, like, yeah. I just want to see what you taste like, you know? If a dog really wanted to do that, we were pretty sure they're not going to, but if they really wanted to, it's not a lot stopping them. Yeah. It's, you know, they are they are a creature that, that's, they're instinctual. Something snaps and they fucking go for it. Well, it's going to be weird, really weird if people do create this synthetic sort of uh, artificial uh, meat, if they really do create that and it starts being something that's sold on a regular basis, 
what are we going to do? Like, are we going to keep raising cows? Is it going to be a way to justify the fact that you're, you're killing an animal? Or will it get to the point where we just won't let cows mate that often, just keep a few of them around so they don't go extinct and just eat these fake burgers? I think people will always want to eat the real animal. Really? Mm-hmm. Some will. They won't like to shoot them. Or if they just want authentic. Yeah. It'd be like a diamond. Like I chicks mean, don't it, like cer- cubic zirconias. Would it taste? I, I just don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is, this, is this the real deal? Was this forged in the bowels of the earth? I know. Oh. Yeah, if it tastes better. What if it tastes better? What if like regular meat tastes like yeah. shit? Yeah. I'm you down too. Down. Yeah, why not? I as long as... Well, I'd let people try it for about a decade or so before I jump in. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be real careful. Yeah, talk about being guinea pigs, GMOs. Did you see this thing on, um, there was a, um, a, a, an article, it's on my Twitter, where these scientists put Mona Lisa, a tiny Mona Lisa, they, they drew it on a surface one-third the width of a human hair. It's incredible. This incredibly precise <laughs> instrument at the uh, Georgia Institute of Technology, they have printed Mona Lisa on an abstract surface, 30 microns in width, which is one third of the width of a human hair. Can you pull it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty good. That's amazing. It's amazing. What's, what date is it? What date? Um, it's on sciencespacerobots.com, and it should be there today. If you just root, write, look for scientists paint Mona Lisa on surface, just that, I'm sure, will pull up the uh, the article. Did but, it's, yeah, that's it. That's a Mona Lisa they paint. They made that on something one-third the size of a human hair. It's pretty fucking good, too. Like, it's hard, oh, man. I don't know. Wrap your head around that. I can't. It's hard. What I the fuck? I can't wrap my head around so the fact hard. that they just froze light. Yeah, they did that too, right? For how understand. long? How a long minute. did they freeze light? A minute. A minute. Does that make sense? No. What does that mean? <laughs> what happens there? Do you, if you freeze light and then you go to the speed sense. of light, what happens? Does Silver Surfer pop out of your, out of your spaceship and come down here to fix the world? What I just the saw fuck, this crazy man? thing. Dude, pull up this. This is a, some crazy 3D pen that they can draw like in the air now and make like a... Dude, I don't know. Look like an image? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How much do you know about there's pens that apparently record what you write? So if you write something down, say there's a pen, like if I gave you this piece of paper mm-hmm. and I had you write things down, what you wrote down would actually show up in a computer. No way. Yeah. That, yeah. Te- that technology's been around for a while. But is it Wi-Fi? Wow. How does that work? That's or amazing. does it have to sync up with a USB? Yeah, yeah. You, you, like, sync it up to your computer and it's, like... Right, makes into a document form. But if it, if it, if you could do it with a, a sync up, you could probably do it Wi Fi, right? I'm in sure nowadays that they have it because it's been. I saw the first one actually when I worked at Gateway. They used to have them. So some CIA dudes could probably be able to hook it up for Wi Fi. Oh yeah. yeah. Or yeah, seems like it, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing because uh, somebody told me about this guy um, that uh, we we actually wound up having this guy on uh, our uh, TV show, and he's a psychic. His name is Banachek, and I can't tell you what he does in the show. But he he'll tell you that it's all bullshit. He's like he's a he's a mentalist. I shouldn't say he's a psychic. What he does he debunks a lot of what people mm. think is psychic, but it's just trickstery shit. He just he's a master in all this trickstery shit. And I was trying to figure out how the fuck he did what he did because it was really kind of trippy. And one of the things that I think might be possible, I've been just running this through my head, is a one of those pens that as you write things down. It, without like you could seal it in an envelope, and yeah. he has access to the information. That's incredible, yeah, no, that's a, a really good point. That is possible today, yeah. right? Yeah, 
I mean, a best, a, yeah, without a doubt, right? It has to be. I bet they could probably do the same thing with like a keystroke thing too. Oh, they there, there it is. No Two gig gigabyte Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi smart pen. Boom. One seventy nine. Wow, it's only one hundred seventy nine dollars. That's incredible. What is that dude's name from um, the Double uh, O Seven movies that got all the gadgets? Uh, what was Dr. his name? Dr. Watson. No, the guy. That's 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 Sherlock. And oh. who was the guy? <laughs> no, who's the guy? The guy who always had the shit. <laughs> right? You guys know that there was that one guy. What was his name? The dude who was like the what? Bond. This is the new umbrella. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The dude. Yeah, Q. The dude, right. Was it Q? I don't know. But yeah. The was g- his name the dude Q? The briefcase with all the shit in it. Yeah. Let's know. see. Q. Look, please look up the 3D pen. I want to see if I. If I actually saw this. Yes, his name was Q. It was a fictional character in the James Bond films and novelizations. Q standing for Quartermaster. Huh. Yeah, there was a bunch of these dudes that played Q. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, no way. What is that? What? Yeah, look. Wait, go down, see the image. How it works. So this is the pen that you write something... You can write something like in air, and it would it actually just draw like a three D. Okay, so he's filling in this thing. It's like icing. Wait a minute. <laughs> it says <laughs> doodler. <laughs> and then this is gonna just show up in the air. Is that what this <laughs> no. is? Is this the wrong video? <laughs> no. See, there you go. Oh, uh, oh wow, that is crazy. Minutes. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Is how simple it is. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's like a pen that makes like, it's like that, silly putty comes out of it. Kind of, yeah. It's like that plastic <laughs> stuff you used to take those little straws and blow the little air bubbles in. Okay, that's stupid. <laughs> that guy's an idiot. <laughs> Not really, buddy. Relax, dude. Look at a little Don't dinosaur. Uptight. Yeah, he's that's making a strange dinosaur. That's actually pretty cool. It's cool, but like in a bedazzled kind of way. Yeah, what would you like? <laughs> <laughs> a bedazzled kind of way. That's so true. They just created this substance that water doesn't stick to it. So you can like put it on your shoe and you can just like yeah. pour shit on it. That's crazy. We, we showed about. a video that this guy just ran through a mud puddle. <laughs> it's fucking Nothing nuts. Nothing touches you. These scientists. God damn. <laughs> and it's all happening so fucking quick. Every day there's some new thing. If only we had the most... Smart minds in the world working toward technologies that are good instead of like weapons and I mean think about well, we how many people are just too. wasting. Sure. Yeah, you're right. We're, you're right, but we do as well. It's almost like, do you ever think about the possibility? And this might be total hippie bullshit, but is there a possibility that we need a bunch of dickheads in the world in order to motivate the good people to act? And that's sort of like this struggle is imperative in the human condition, the yin and the yang, that it's almost like there has to be assholes in order for people to push society further, in order for us to recognize our problems. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's always going to be a balance of of good and bad, but I don't think that we need to let the assholes get to the extent where they're actually, like, fucking up the planet for the rest of us, which is where we're at right now. So if we curb the assholes back to a manageable level... (laughs) Yeah, or the assholes fucking things up this... Motivates the really smart, nice people to develop some kind of crazy technology that eats plastic, 
It eats plastic and and creates flowers that grow in your mind and and enlighten people. That doesn't make sense. I think plastic <laughs> needs to eat mushrooms. Well, they said that fungus is actually the best way of uh, dealing with uh, plastic. That they've found funguses that they can mutate and get them to eat plastic. Really? Yeah. I thought there was no way to destroy plastic. No, there's there's been some some headway in that. That's one of the ideas Thank they're God. coming up with. Yeah, it's still scary. It's still scary when you see um, the the various studies about how large the patch is and how much of an area it covers and how much actual material is out there. It's it's spooky. Yeah, it's not it's not an island. That's kind of a misnomer. It's actually just a yeah. swirling pool yeah i've called it an island before plastic it's um because i was trying to like figure out i guess that's not the best way to say it because it really is floating Mm -hmm. so it's not really an island but it's it's a giant area man it's big it's big it's like texas size right Bigger. Bigger yeah, than Texas. I think twice the size of Texas. Jesus. Have you ever driven through Texas? Texas? Just imagine all that fucked. I can't. Drive all the way through Texas and all that is just fucked just in the trash. middle of the ocean. Trash. I don't know if they're going to be able to fix that in our lifetime. No. But no. it's going to be really interesting if it gets all the way to Santa Monica. <laughs> you know, if it just gets all the way to the fucking shores and it washes up on the boardwalk <laughs> and everybody's like, hey, what the hell? There it is. We'll send it to the future or something. That's what will happen. We'll, we'll create time travel, and then we'll send all our trash to like fifty thousand years from now, and then we could. We can't even send that stuff though. At this point, <laughs> you're dealing with so much volume. You couldn't really send that. Like if we wanted to like scoop it up and put it in rockets and shoot it, you know how much that would fucking cost. It's that also be that's so why we can't crazy. clean it up though, because you can't clean it up. Because yeah. It's so it's so many micro particles of of plastic, and all these fish have formed their habitats within the plastic trash swirl. So, Ugh. So it's like they have know, to, right? Yeah. They had no choice. Mm-hmm. It's like animals that it's were adapting. caught in the Congo when the Congo grew out of the grasslands. The uh, the rainforest trapped all these animals like antelopes and uh, like rhinos and shit. Mm-hmm. They all got trapped in this rainforest. It just erupted out of nowhere and changed their habitat. These poor fish are dealing with that. Right. Yeah. Uh, if we did scoop it up and just launch it into space, <laughs> that would be when the aliens would land. They would be like the angry neighbors. They'd be like, "Bitch, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" Like, okay, we've been watching you guys now. This is way too fucking far. <laughs> all right, yeah, stop. We were okay with nuclear power, but you're throwing fucking bags of trash over the fence. Stop it, dicks. <laughs> Fucking, we are, we are the shitty neighbor of space. <laughs> is that what we are, Brian? Unless they suck worse than us. Right? It's probably going to be... You're right. What if they're like more, more advanced realistic. and more douchey, and we just end up in the sea world of space? Yep. They just suck us up and make us do tricks. Maybe that's what we're doing here. They wouldn't remember, realize remember it. Remember when Stephen Hawking came out and he was like, by the way, aliens are most definitely out there and they're, we should not be looking for them because they're most likely wanting to like take over the planet. Everyone was like, what the fuck? We're like, yeah. Stephen Hawking, is that? No? You know what's hilarious? <laughs> Every one of our scenarios in a film of the aliens coming starts off bad but ends us with us kicking ass. Right. Okay. But when was the last time we went and scooped up some chimps and shit went wrong? You know, <laughs> when, was la- when was the last time we went on a monkey search expedition, just started scooping them up with nets, and <laughs> and it went terribly wrong? We lost control of the planet. Get the fuck out of here. Like, once they start kicking our ass, like, if they can come here from other so planets, we got a real problem. The thing is, are they real? I just saw War of the Worlds again, and it was fucking terrifying. The Tom Cruise one? Yeah. Fucking terrifying. It's just like a whole metaphor about what we're doing to the planet anyway, just sucking it all up and just spraying our shit back at us. Like, it's, you could the argue planet. that we've always done that, but we've never done it to at this, this level. To this level, yeah. 
Like they, yeah. there was horrible, horrible pollution in ancient times. Mm-hmm. Like people would get sick because they didn't have proper sewage systems, and they'd be, people would be throwing their shit out the window. And there's a lot of like human waste, like whether it's waste byproducts from their body or waste from the the food that they have that created rats, and then rats carry diseases. Not created rats, we encouraged them to be in the area. There's always been that sort of a situation. There's always but been always, like this but battle. But we know better now. That's what's yeah, right. inexcusable. You're right, you're right, you're right. It's like what we were talking about earlier. We know though. that we don't shit where we eat, but for some reason we sometimes, like, I, we know to not do that. You say that, but we do it anyway. Right. People always shit where they eat. People are crazy. Right. It's uh, the battle. It's the constant struggle. The yin and the yang. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. The sense and the nonsense. All just fucking duking it out to try to get to the end point. That's uh, what... or. Was it Orson Welles? Yeah. H.G. Wells said, he said that uh, that history is a race between education and catastrophe. Mm-hmm. I've used that quote way too many times to not know exactly who says it. <laughs> so if you're going, he's quote. pretending he doesn't know it. No, I legitimately didn't remember. Relax. There's all these conspiracies floating around through the internet. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Are you deaf leopard? <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to say? That was called a conversation stopper. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite kind of porn? What's your go-to porn? Like amateur or no. that's what no. That's what you like. You like that amateur yeah, shit, right? Projecting? I like solo ma- male masturbation backyard black. <sighs> I like Rebecca Linares. <laughs> oh, you have like a specific girl that you like watching? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The whole world just put their <laughs> pants off right now. And they're like, please, Abby, please keep talking. I, the best is porn on Vine. That's the best. Oh. Get, like, do they do porn oh, on Vine? Yeah, yeah. My Are favorite, you allowed to? Oh, yeah. Really? My, my favorite's uh, there's oh, a girl named Siri. Hey, don't X. ruin her. You might, oh, she she's already her been account ruined. pulled. Oh, no, no. It, it doesn't matter. It's they, legal? Really? Yeah. There's tons what? of porn, and it's the best wow, because I'm, most girls are just like, get, they get right to it. Like, I'm right, open it up and stick my finger in it. Oh, now it's going to loop. I'm right, open it up and stick wow. my finger Perfect. B- boobs, amazing on Vine. Huh. Check out Siri Triple <laughs> Brian's got a lot of free time. So <laughs> a lot seconds, of it was seven. spent with his pants off. <laughs> I've never Trolling masturbated Vine. Vine. Getting yeah. all the best porn so on Vine. So Duncan Trussell has created yeah. this thing called Summon the NSA. Oh, yeah, he told me about it. And he created a website where you click a button, and in one button, it Google searches all, like, the terrible shit. Everything, don't do it. Don't do it from here. Huh? Don't <laughs> do it from here. Do but it. whatever you're doing, don't do it from here. And they, they Google search. <laughs> <laughs> they Google, Google searches, like, pressure cookers, backpack, oh, that seems Al-Qaeda. seems like a great idea. And it's all in, in one button. Yeah, I just saw this really, really awesome uh, parody about the NSA that said, here's how we're going to beat the NSA. Just talk like a terrorist all the time. Like, it showed, like, this mom calling her kid, and her kid was just like, all right, I'm going to go blow up the school on the way. <laughs> like, it's like, code name. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's actually funny. Was it a comedian that came yeah, up with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's really funny. You just overwhelmed them. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Somebody, whatever you do, don't. Well, it's, it's luck, we're lucky that Ari didn't figure that out on his own. Ari would have rode that shit to the fucking rocks. What a warped reality that Snowden just got granted asylum by Russia. Yeah, right? Well, you know what happened? Do you know the whole story behind it, that the United States had somehow or another criticized Russia for uh, silencing political dissent? Mm -hmm. And they were like, what? (laughs) Bitch, what did you just say? Do you know who's at our airport? And they're like, oh, okay, listen. Yeah, yeah, Ed, hey, what's up? It's Vladimir. Yeah. Yeah, come stay at my house, dog. Come come hang out. <laughs> they're like, bitch, are you crazy? Did you really say that you're criticizing us for silencing political dissent? Do you fucking know? 
That's you know so why silly. This guy's here we have the airport? biggest story of all time when it comes to like a lack of privacy. It's the biggest story of all it time. Is, yeah. It's the fucking somebody pulled the curtain back and the, you, we saw the wizard. We yeah. saw the wizard. Like it's that is the biggest story of all time when it comes to privacy. This guy said, "Hey, by the way, I used to work there. I didn't even graduate from high school." <laughs> this okay? is the access that they and gave me. He didn't even graduate from high school, right? Right? And he was like, "Well, but I can read your email. So yeah. what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> What up now? <laughs> and I was just a dude. And by the way, we're also tapping into China's hospitals. Did you hear about that shit? Like civilian yes. infrastructure in China? It's like, what the hell? Well, what's fascinating we is... tapping that? Yes, why? Well, I don't know. Maybe they have an answer. But And even more fascinating that they chose to do this and to try to discredit this guy by going out by the with the fact that he was a high school dropout. Right. Like, this is a shady character. He's a high school dropout. How the fuck does a high school <laughs> dropout work for you and have access to everybody's email? What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? And it makes you realize, like, oh, these crazy fucks, they thought no one was going to check them. Right. They thought no one was going to pay attention. They were just going to keep doing what they've always yeah. been doing. And they just keep pushing it. And they just didn't realize that they were doing it, like, completely out in the middle of right. a field, in the open. They're like, oh, 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 shit. And I love how the media is all like, oh, well, come back here and face the music. You're not a hero until you come back here. It's like, why? So we can sit and be fucking tortured like Bradley Manning was for years before he's even given a kangaroo court. And I mean, Yeah, and you're not saying that. That sounds like an exaggeration. Like, oh, well, he, was true. he really tortured? No, he, well, he was, yeah. And w- this solitary is one of the confinement is torture. And naked solitary right. f- confinement when it was cold. Right. Like, they kept him by himself for years, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. how long did they keep like him in solitary? Two years. But so I think it was crazy. like three years before he got a trial. But yeah, he was he was stripped down naked, forced to be stripped down naked every night and totally dehumanized, no outside contact at all. Very it's, sad. It, the whole thing is so strange. It's like if we really were this really kind and, and, and noble country that we want to think that we were, we would have this person and we would use this example as an example of how to treat someone who disagrees with you but breaks the law, how mm-hmm. to treat them humanely, mm-hmm. how to you know how to bring this up in discourse with the, the rest of the people of this country. But instead of like doing something horrific and cruel to them and doing it out in the open and doing it where everybody's aware of it. It's like you're showing your intentions. Your intentions aren't to govern the world and uh, govern the world and make people live in a better place. Your your intentions are to enforce your law with an iron fist. My question is, where's the Apache helicopter pilot who did blow up those AP journalists? I bet you he's living large, hanging out. You know, the guy who, like, did the war crime in the video that Bradley Manning exposed. Just like, what a... What a fucked up two-tiered mm. justice system. Well, I don't think that guy's living large, and I think that guy's paying psychologically whether sure. or not he has to go to jail. I, I guess I meant more like on the bigger scale, Donald Rumsfeld, the real torturer, oh, the real like actual criminals who implemented all, you know. Yeah, could you imagine getting high with Donald Rumsfeld? No, I can't. Getting Donald Rumsfeld to do bong hits, <laughs> just get him just f- super paranoid and freaking out and then just start talking about the Iraq war. Dude, Larry King now works for RT. He interviewed Donald Rumsfeld for like an hour. I was like, "Damn." Larry King works for RT now. Mm-hmm. What did you? Th- that's Fucking that's weird. That's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Larry King. Why does he work for RT? Was that just like he wanted to keep working? <laughs> and he just decided after CNN to just go back at it. I mean, I didn't know he was still doing doing news. I thought he'd kind of retired and was doing like it's the very nice guy. Show. So yeah. he's been a very nice guy to me. I've met him twice. He's really nice. You know. I think he, well, he hosted the third-party debates at RT, and then RT, like, just offered him a job, I guess. Huh. It's really strange. Well, he's iconic, you know? He's one of those guys that people, even if you don't 
necessarily want to hear who is being interviewed. People will listen. A certain amount will listen because Larry King's interviewing them. Like, but he doesn't, right, but he doesn't Larry like, King. Yeah, he doesn't have any opinion at all. So he just no. asks. Things. <laughs> yeah, that's how he can get access to these people like Donald Rumsfeld. So it's like, do you want? It's not scary. Yeah. Yeah. He's enormous access. Well, you kind of no threat. Yeah. Kind of have to be that guy if you want to talk to the president. Right. If you're lucky, you know, you have to like, you have to have a long history of not getting crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever been crazy at all? Like, probably Geraldo Rivera doesn't even get to, <laughs> doesn't get to interview Obama. They're like, mm, you might do something goofy just to get attention. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, you have to have like a certain level. Right. Like a Matt Lauer. You have to Matt, prove yourself. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Lauer is not fucking around. Right. He's taking this seriously. God, Katie Couric. She's not doing anything crazy. She's going to ask you questions and be very respectful. You can't be some. I remember wild... Geraldo came out in the wake of Michael Hastings' death, and he was like, "You know, I'm really sorry for, for uh, the loss of everyone for Michael Hastings, but he did get one of the best generals of the Afghanistan War fired and really like fucked up the war." It's like, yeah, that's that's great taste, dude. Like yeah. days after he dies, just like tweeting. Well, he was showing his ass. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's showing his ass to the New World Order. Look, here's my ass. <laughs> I'm going to love you. I, I like love that you. shirtless photo. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. You know, that's why I brought him up, because I was aware of that tweet. You yeah. know, he said our fighting, one of our best fighting generals. Like, what are you saying? What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that we were losing yeah. the war. I mean, First of all, it has nothing to do with this general. guy dying. Right. So this guy, did he make things up? Like, how right. did someone, what happened? Right. Was this okay, what he did? Yeah, was should it you not expose, like, generals who are doing a bad job? I mean, I don't know. It becomes a weird thing. It's like, what, you know, does it arm, does it aid the enemy? That's like the big question. Does it aid the enemy? That's the big question. Do you know who Barry Crimmins is? Mm -mm. Political comic from Boston. Old school guy. He's been Mm -hmm. around a long time. And he said, Bradley Manning was acquitted of aiding the enemy Mm -hmm. because we're not the enemy. (laughs) And you're like, oh, snap. And, I mean, that's essentially what, I mean, he definitely violated a bunch of rules and they're most likely going to jail him. But... The problem is he's still facing over 100 years in prison with all the charges, the 19 charges, and yeah. there's like six charges of espionage still. But the espi- the fact that Obama's actually gone to the level that he has to prosecute whistleblowers and criminalize whistleblowers is so fucking crazy to me. Um, because he's dredging up this World War One piece of legislation that was used for foreign spies and right. using it just like willy-nilly. He's like, oh, espionage act. Right. Like, why? I mean, what did what did Edward Snowden do other than tell us about an unjust law? Like, yes, he broke the law, but he's exposing something that's illegal and unconstitutional. Like, the government's breaking the law. Right. So it's all relative. Yeah, it gets down to that wartime thing, especially at wartime. You're never supposed to do anything that, that weakens your government. You know, that was the, what Geraldo was trying to express. You know, I don't think he realized how people were going to take it, especially after a guy dies. Right. You know, the guy was a reporter, okay? It's not like he made things up, okay? The guy was a reporter, and you can't say, can't help but remember that he... You can't say that, man. Right, that's, right. That's st- stupid. It doesn't, I'm sorry it, for his loss, but... Like, yeah, oh, you can't... In the same tweet? Right. I mean, motherfucker. <laughs> the guy's life isn't even worth a tweet asshole. without re- reminding people of... Remember when Geraldo exposed the coordinates, like, during the Iraq War? Did he? Yeah. Do you remember that? He, like, gave away coordinates. He, he's the one who fucking... How did he do that? He was, like, fucking reporting from some from some foxhole. Did like, he... Like, s- in Iraq. And they were like, you just fucking... Like, talk about aiding the enemy. He actually did aid the enemy. 
in Iraq. Oh my god, I have Dude, to. Dude, you have that. to look this up. It's amazing. Geraldo. <laughs> Say Geraldo, and then I think that's What's when he got search? kicked off like war covering. Oh Just really? Just look up Geraldo exposing war coordinates. <laughs> oh my god. Well, he's also the one that interviewed the soldiers that were guarding the poppy fields. Do you know that? Have you ever seen that? I have not seen him interview them. What, was he asking them what? It's wonderful. This is what's wonderful about it is because he's not like, what the fuck at all. <laughs> he's like, well, this is just something that we have to do here in this <laughs> why? war. Why? Why do we have to it? Pull, pull it up. Dude, why pull do we have up. to maintain po- the poppy field? Well, it's important because we need heroin. Right. We need, we need uh, latex for our in order uh, pharmaceutical for these people, industry. In order for these people to give us information, we have to uh, let them... Do what they do. It's rather unfortunate. Even though the just... Taliban had eradicated opium crop before we invaded, and now 90% of the world's heroin comes from Afghanistan. Yeah, that has nothing to do with <laughs> what we're doing. Is this it? Yes, Fox News oh, live man. from Afghanistan. Here. Opium fields, and we are tolerating <laughs> it. We are tolerating the cultivation of the opium because we know that if we were to destroy it now, the population would turn against the Marines, and it would be a real security risk. Let me introduce Lieutenant Colonel Brian Christmas, the commanding officer of the Third Battalion, Six Marines. Uh, really, a, a wonderful group of uh, Marines here. Uh, I know that you care Marines. deeply about this uh, this contradiction. The fact that uh, here you have one of the best fighting forces <laughs> in the, the world ever mounted. This is one of the strangest uh, in interviews sense, ever. Uh, you're watching as uh, this opium is being grown. Is I know trying to it grinds at your gut. Uh, how do you deal with it? What are you doing about it? Well, uh, frankly, this is part of their culture. So uh, while it might grind in my gut, it, it's what they do. Uh, <laughs> we, we provide them security, we're providing them resources, and we're providing them alternatives. And the alternatives uh, are different crops to grow. They're getting the seed and the fertilizer to do it. Uh, they, can, they can rotate any of their crops uh, that they want. If they want to get rid of their wheat and grow cotton for the winter, they can do that, and we're going to help them do it. Uh, so the same. So whatever, wheat, whatever, crops, cotton, heroin, whatever. Whatever. We're going to help them That's out. That's their culture. That's we don't want to ruin their culture. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to disrupt their culture. We're bombing the shit out of them, destroying everything else, but we don't want to fuck with the opium. There's Geraldo, manscaping, Dude, I swear to God, look up, look up him exposing the, the oh, war yeah. coordinates. <laughs> I, I can't. It hurts my feelings. Ordinance. Oh, man. Yeah, the, dr- just, the drug war is so ridiculous when you look at something like that. It's like, military really kicks Geraldo out of Iraq, <laughs> 2003, <laughs> 10 years ago. Fox News Channel correspondent Geraldo Rivera is being expelled from Iraq for broadcasting <laughs> details about future U.S. troop movements in the country. Hey, he fucked up. He made a mistake. Handsome <laughs> bastard, though. Still, even yes. at this age, still rocking that, that Harry Reams mustache. Yep. Hey, he made a mistake. I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. Whatever, whatever. Just out there, heroin, cotton. But I mean, if we're talking about aiding the enemy, it is a pretty funny thing. He know? fucked up. He didn't mean, he didn't mean, I don't think he willingly did it, right? right? right is that right, the idea? Right. Is that Bradley Manning willingly did it? Well, Bradley Manning, what he did was start the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's what Julian Assange did, too. He started the dialogue. And these guys are all obviously vilified and, and turned into monsters because they started the dialogue. But look at that. Oh, shit, Geraldo. It's just really, really, really <laughs> fucked up. Here's like where it really glasses. fucked up. The towel's way too low, dog. Right. Yeah. For anybody. You gotta, yeah. That's way too low for Justin Bieber. You don't want to show those, like, Yeah. There's no age when you're allowed to do that. That's not old for, ju- that's, that's too low for Justin Bieber. It's too old for John Meyer, and it's too old for Geraldo. <laughs> so it covers all bases. It covers, like, young teens or 20s. It covers... 30s and handsome. And above. Yeah, John Meyer's a goddamn stud. He's a walking god. 
but you can't. I don't want to see your fuck bones. Right. right? That's what right. they call them, the kids these days. They call them the fuck bones. The upper musculature of the yeah, hips. I, I don't need saw to see that. All those fuck bones. And yeah, he fucked up. He's crazy. Weird. He's crazy for weird. showing us so much. If the guy just had a nice <laughs> pair of boxer shorts on. Did Bush paint that? You heard about yeah. Bush painting, right? Yeah, he paints a lot of cocks, right? So he paints himself in the bathtub. He paints himself in the mm-hmm. bathtub? Oh, but he does his painting while he's in the bathtub. No, no, no. He painted himself. Like, that's the paintings that he painted was his sad face looking in the mirror and then, like, his naked body in the bathtub. No. Yeah. Which Bush? Bush Jr. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you imagine the nightmares floating around outside of that guy's mind? He probably didn't even want to he has the luxury do that just job. Paint, just kicking it, painting, yeah, hanging out. but hanging around with a bunch of dudes with machine guns, just looking <laughs> left and right everywhere you go. Did you ever see that video of George Herbert Walker? He went into a, a restaurant, and this guy just started screaming, You're a war criminal! Awesome. You're a war criminal! And it's it's really freaky. Because, uh, you know, no one knows how to deal with it. This guy's obviously willing to get arrested. There's all these Secret Service guys. And, you know, he's this old man, this old rickety man. At the very least, I hope these people are hounded for the rest of their lives and tried to be put under citizen's arrest. And they can't travel because they're wanted for war crimes in other countries. They've already been declared, like, under uh, international courts to be a war criminal. I hope that they fucking live and suffer Every time they go out in public. How rude. fuck these people. Oh, I hope they God. take mushrooms and apologize. Look at these. Yeah, that would be great. Is this all Bush's drawings? <laughs> yeah, he's got a little Dude, wait. wait <laughs> did you find the one kitty. in the bathtub, though? Because Sad. these ones were actually hacked. Someone hacked into his email account or something and found... So he's only released the ones that are dogs. Hacked, but he wink, does... wink. <laughs> hacked, find the wink, dr- wink. Bush in the bathtub, dude. It's fucking weird. Did you read uh, what Jimmy Carter said recently? Yeah. That we are no longer a functional democracy? Yeah. Jimmy Carter's amazing. He's... Whoo, that's a yeah. weird one, huh? Look at that. Bush painting a bunch wow, of dogs. That's, really that's what he does. Bizarre. See, there he is. There he is. Open the. <laughs> it's him in the tub. Oh my God. Wait, do the one with the face. Wait. There's no. one of his face in the mirror. Go up and click on the left hand side one. Yeah. Can you enlarge that one? Oh my God. What the hell? Look at his face in the mirror. <laughs> zoom in, oh, zoom no. in, zoom in. You can't click on it. Um, you can't no. zoom in. That's as much as you can zoom. Oh, man. Well, his face uh, is quite perplexed, looking back oh at him, like God. very weird, surrealist, uh, like, like off the me? side. How weird. It's You know, here's the thing about art, okay? There's one thing if you suck at it, but there's another thing if you're old and you suck at it. Right. It becomes really <laughs> weird. It's like, if you're... It's if, another thing if you're Bush. Yeah, if you're a fucking eight-year-old <laughs> and you're just learning how to paint... That's one thing, but there's something strange, and I don't know why, about someone who's really old that paints that sucks at it. Because you're like, dude, move on. Like, you're not good. You think that the drawing is one of those things that you either have a talent for or you don't? Like, singing is clearly that way. Singing, to me, like, I have zero singing talent, so I know that I can't do it. But I see people sing that don't have any lessons at all, and they just have a voice that just Mm -hmm. can carry a note. Do you think that's the way with drawing, too? No, I think think, uh, art is different because there's so many different mediums, and I think that we've been conditioned as a society to not approach art and, and think that, oh, we're not artistic and stuff because... Really, imagination and art are what drives, like, creativity and, and reinvention. And so, like, every great inventor has been an artist, in a sense, because he's imagining something that didn't exist. So if we are stifled and we don't, you know, by the powers that be or whatever, and art and music are the first things cut from public education, and really it's fucking up society. Because people, when they don't express themselves artistically in any sort of fashion, then that's inhibiting their own, like, personal growth and, and catharsis. 
Yeah, I think what we were talking about earlier about men needing some sort of competition and sometimes women as well. I think people need a focus. It's, it, it really helps us to figure things out because we don't have to figure out how to... <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, the photo. Look at his oh, face. Oh, that's so weird. How creepy is It's so weird. Even in low resolution. Because <laughs> we don't have to uh, figure out a way to uh, hunt or fish or defend against enemies. We we have this we have this like need to like make progress and make things happen and figure things out and creating is one great way to do mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. like uh, sitting down and doing something, figuring out how to write a story, figuring out how to. Do you think that's why so many people have anxiety now? Because in as we've evolved as humans, we needed like huge adrenaline rushes to go hunt or to mm-hmm. do things like that and fight and and getting these altercations and now we just have this kind of mundane lives where we go to work and sit in front of a computer and work so we have like this mild just adrenaline like anxiety all the mm-hmm. time i totally think that's part of it i think the the people that i know that have the least amount of that are people that engage in a lot of martial arts mm-hmm. like my most of my friends that do jujitsu are like the calmest easiest going people to be Crazy. around because they're just constantly doing that. It's, it becomes a part of their everyday life, this sort of like physical struggle, so that they don't need it and they don't look for it in other ways, and their body doesn't look for it. That, that sort of like constant buzz of anxiety could easily be attributed to not blowing it out of mm-hmm. your system, not exercising your system. Sort of like you a sexual how much we thing. Sit all the time. Yeah, but fucking sitting. All sitting's day. terrible for you. It's horrible. Kelly Starrett, one of the guys that I've had on my podcast, he's a um, a strength and conditioning spe- specialist, and he's got a PhD in something super smart. And uh, he was explaining, he's a doctor, and he's explaining how that sitting is the new smoking. Like what's mm-hmm. terrible for your body, your mm-hmm. spine, your back. Like people are like slumped over, and you know, like terrible posture, and puts all these pressure, this pressure on your discs. They've even found that girls in North, not girls, people in North Korea are getting um, disc issues because of phones, because they're looking down all the time. Whoa. And so they're getting bulging discs in the Horrible. back of their neck because of their fucking, their, their posture, their constant posture. You want to hear something crazy? Weed is legal in North Korea. Wow. Yeah, right? I heard that. Isn't that a mind fuck? I heard that I blocked it's it like out. It's like such a weird thing that doesn't jive with everything we know about. Yeah, but if you smoke it, they eat you. <laughs> They serve you to their political prisoners. Maybe that's why they act like the way they are. Because it's like they're just super, everyone's just super stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Completely high. Everyone's out to get them. Right. I'll fucking shoot this right at you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Can I grab a name? Yeah. Did you ever seen that um, Vice special on uh, North Korea? Yeah. When they went to North the Korea tour, with Dennis like Rodman. Fucking, oh, that was so weird. It was so weird. One of the strangest Dennis Rodman images like, gets in life. up and he's like, I just wanted to say on behalf of my country. <laughs> You're like, why is Dennis Rodman speaking on behalf of the country? Go, sure, go for it. Well, it was interesting. It was cool. If you had to choose 10 people, he'd definitely be there. <laughs> 10 people to represent the U.S. I mean, I thought it was cool that he... he yeah, it was it was fascinating that like the Harlem Globetrotters would go there and be like, I was just bizarre. Well, he's a big basketball fan. The, yeah. new, the, young, the young guy who's running things is yeah. he's fairly young. It looks like he's like 15. I think he's older than that. But uh, I think he's fairly young. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Kim Jong Un. I think like twenty. F- no, he can't. Be. See, that's the thing. I can't tell the age. Oh, are you being racist? <laughs> How dare you? No, it's okay, a compliment. Kim Jong Un. Oh my God, he's twenty-nine years old. Holy shit! That's so crazy. He looks a lot younger. Wow. But that's still extremely young. He's twenty-nine years old weapons. and he runs the country. He's got nukes. That's kind of. That might be one of the craziest things I've ever read. 
that a 29-year-old would be able to run a country with nuclear bombs. <laughs> a military dictatorship mm-hmm. with nuclear bombs. He's a supreme leader. So that's mm-hmm. what it says here. Kim Jong-un is a supreme leader, son of Kim Jong-il, the grandson of <laughs> Kim Il-sung. Whoa. Yeah. We, we live in strange times. Yeah, but then, you know, I've I've actually got my horizons have been broadened about North Korea a lot because I've realized that there's a lot of disinformation about why the country is the way it is. And it has a lot to do with the Korean War, which is something we very we know very little about and why there's a demilitarized zone and why really has a lot to do with with uh, U.S. policy, kind of forcing them into this fortress like mentality that they feel like they have to act like they're going to use nuclear bombs. Um, otherwise, we're going to fucking take them out. So it's almost like a self-preservation. I mean, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of these last remaining independent states in the world who aren't completely overtaken by hegemony need to either act like they have nuclear bombs and they're going to use them or they're going to get fucking taken out. Look at Libya, Iraq, Syria's in the, you know, the crosshairs now. What do you think? I mean, you're you're a person who pays way more attention to the political atmosphere than I am. What do you think is going to happen in the next 10, 20 years? If you had a guess, how do you think this is all going to play out? I think that arrogant empires always fall, and we definitely are living in one. Um, and we need, unless we scale back, unless something happens within the U.S. to try to maintain and preserve this country from collapsing, I think we're going to see uh, some fucked up shit go on in the Middle East. We're we're driving such instability. In the Middle East, if you look back at U.S. policy, you know, we look at the Middle East as like this clash of civilizations and we're kind of trained to say, oh, these people are barbaric. They're so behind where the Western world is, but really ignoring the fact that the U.S. has been propping up military dictatorships and Mubarak and sponsoring his, you know, militarism for the last 50 years. And then also in Afghanistan, we're the ones who radicalized Islam there and propped up bin Laden. And I mean, where would those countries be if it weren't for us kind of suppressing that growth? an evolution in those cultures and it's really turned them more Islamic and more like radical in that, in that right. So I think that we've really cultivated this schism in the region. That's, that's created a lot of this instability and like, look at Iraq. It's a fucking civil war. Why? Because we fucked up the country. We fucked that shit up for 10 years and we just bounce and we're like, whatever Iraq's just fucked. And then it's on the border of Syria and Syria's doing the same thing. I mean, it's a mess. And it's it's a shame. I, I hope that it doesn't... I see it going into a full-on civil war there in, in Iraq and Syria, and it just depends on what the U.S. is going to do because the U.S. paves the way in terms of world policy. So I don't think Obama wants to get involved in Syria. I think he's trying to do everything he can and not, but I think there's a lot of pressure from a lot of people to get in there. Ugh. But that's going to be fucking messy. The idea messy. of more wars? More oh, wars, dude. Fucking God. More wars. It's, you know, we had Dan Carlin on from Hardcore History. You ever mm. listen to that podcast? I have heard about it. Fucking amazing. One of his uh, most badass podcasts is about the Mongols. Mm-hmm. And he to- told a story about how the Mongols invaded Iraq in the 1200s. And essentially, it never recovered. They killed everybody. Killed everybody, threw all their work into the ocean or into the river. The river was black with ink and red with blood. And, like, they just slaughtered the mm-hmm. town. And mm-hmm. they said that this was in the 1200s. And he was talking about how scholars have argued that today, like, even in 2013, this never really recovered. Sort of recovered a little bit, but it was always, like, it was at one point in time, it was one of the 
the highest levels of, of, of culture and intellect in the world. Like the, the Islamic world had many scientists, many scholars, many poets, and all these different really in, intelligent and well-respected people as far as the intellectuals mm-hmm. of the day. They killed all of them. They killed all of them. They, they threw all their work into the river. They, they literally wiped out the town. And all that they had learned and all that they had accumulated, <laughs> all that they had, the Mongols just destroyed it all. Yeah. And then we came along, you know, 2000-whatever, and one more time, just it's, jacked the to the ground again. It's civilization. I mean, Iran. One point, yeah. 3,000-year-old Persian Empire. I mean, we, and it's, it's facing extinction. I mean, we can, we've, we can decide whether or not we're going to completely fuck up that, that region of the world. But, yeah, I mean, Iraq and then the looting of all these ancient um, libraries and, like, museums there. I mean, all these ancient artifacts. And then look at Lebanon, another birthplace of civilization we just like israel just bombed the shit out of it and just fucking destroyed it i mean it's just unbelievable we should be protecting these these sites but i guess we're a little bit too short-sighted to give a shit well it's it's just i think it's a really strange time as far as our ability to influence uh events and to change the world and our ability to physically impact the world and our sort of our, our our ability to have evolved to the point where we know that that's not a good idea. It's almost like our, our ability to create movement and to create events is far greater than our ability to recognize the impact of these events. What do you think this is all about? Do you think that it's it's just a machine that's kind of operating almost on its own in terms of perpetual warfare and the military-industrial complex not being able to be scaled down and just like the enormous growth and, you know need to just attain more and more power and what where, what is that well it seems like that kind of a thing is a trend for human beings that when they get into a position of power they try to keep pushing it they don't scale back they don't they don't never see or, they never get comfortable with their salary they always mm-hmm. want advances they always or they always want uh, bonuses they always want more money and they want every year they want to raise and they, we want to continue to move forward and forward and we see that happen where people cut corners or in people in positions with extreme power they can manipulate the actual laws themselves in order to allow them to do things that maybe most people wouldn't agree to but it's sort of the same, in my opinion at least, the same sort of process or the same sort of pattern that exists throughout the human race. When people get into a position of power, they tend to push it. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. When, and we, when a guy becomes the sheriff in a town and he's got corrupt tendencies, he starts to control the town. And when, you know, yeah. it's just... Yeah. It's just like t- when the technology exists... It will be abused hmm. by people. Almost until the, the opening of the big mind. And I think if there's anything that's going to save people, it's the opening of the big mind. And what I believe the opening of the big mind is that we're going to eventually come to a point in the very near future, 20, 30, whatever years, I don't want to guess, mm-hmm. but where we share consciousness. Not just be able to email each other. But literally, I can get inside of Abby Martin's head. Mm-hmm. I can understand you can get inside of my head, you can get inside of his head, and then you're going to kill yourself. Once you get into his <laughs> head, you're going to go, this is, <laughs> I didn't even know there's people like this out there. Titty videos on the Yeah, plungers and all sorts of shit you didn't even think could fit in your ass. And it's just, the point being is that I think that if there's any trend that seems to me to be inevitable, there's two. And one is that things are going to progress. 
they're gonna always there's gonna be a faster laptop next year. The, the cars are gonna get more gas mileage and go zero to sixty quicker, and your phone's gonna be lighter and stronger, and it just keeps kind of. Do you think there's a problem with that planned obsolescence though? That we have this system that knows twenty years down the road the model that they're gonna release in twenty years, mm-hmm. but they're releasing these antiquated models year after year, so you can just buy the newest version of them. I don't know how much of that is real because I think that in an environment as competitive as the one we experience today, I think eventually the cream rises to the top and the competition is so strong. Like, let's put the smartphone market, for an example. To develop a smartphone, get it approved by the FTC, then release it. I'm not sure who's holding back shit. I don't know if they really are. I don't know if it's a simple matter of you have to get things approved or this is just what they can do on a mass level now. And if you like, say, if like it's a Samsung Galaxy S4 or some shit like that, one of the newest Android phones, I'm pretty sure that's about as good as they can do right now. I don't think they're really holding anything back, but they also know that six months from now, that's going to be dog shit because there's going to be an Help Me Obi One phone that you press a button and it makes a Princess Leia hologram. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. There's a, uh, this uh, dude uh, from, uh, there's a place in, um, I think it's Marina Del Rey. It's called Just Cause. It's a, an, an emotion capture thing. There's this dude named Ruben who took us and showed us how to use this motion capture shit. And one of the things that they showed was that they can take you, you put on a suit, and then they put, instead of you being Abby Martin, you're a giant dinosaur, or you're a spaceman, or you're uh, a wolverine. You know, they can just make you whatever you want inside this game. No way. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. So there's going to be a phone within our lifetime. They're going to be able to press a button, and you're going to be able to appear in a Princess Leia outfit. And you're gonna yes. you're gonna be able to say, "Help me, Obi Wan! You're my only hope." That's you mean you could like literally be a 3D hologram? Right, right, right. Happen. Oh yeah, we are definitely gonna have virtual 100%. reality merged with with reality. But wait, when you're so talking about there's planned obsolescence. Well, let's get back to the sharing of consciousness okay. thing because I don't understand how that would work. Because how could you mm. really isolate? I don't either. Consciousness. So we're fucked. I don't think it's isolating consciousness. I think it's accessing. Mm. I think it's the ability to access information and the ability to access thoughts. I think one of the first steps, and this is completely hypothetical, folks. People are screaming on science forums. This is not possible, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Meathead. You're right. We're just talking shit here, okay? Relax. But I think one of the things that's probably going to happen is they're going to be able to record memories. They're going to be able to put a hard drive in your mind somewhere in your system that can record your memories more accurately than your own memory can. And that will act as our new memory. It's sort of how, like, you can't really remember that many phones, phone numbers anymore because they're all stored in your cell phone. Mm -hmm. I know, like, four or five numbers, and that's it. Once those are done, they're out of my system. But I think that we're eventually going to be able to get a, a, a version of your memory that's going to be an artificial recording that's in like an hd that's absolutely, absolutely. perfect no then that's that's incredible but they already are doing studies where they can they have like analogs and and cataloging dream sequences and almost like deciphering different shapes of people of what people are dreaming it's really rough right now but the technology's there and it's definitely developing so that's that's gonna fucking revolutionize shit right there there Having was a dreams be able to be recorded yeah are you kidding me there was a woman, um, I think, I'm trying to fig- convict it on her memory. There was a woman, um, oh, it was in another country. Okay, woman said, there was a woman who was accused of a crime, and they called her into court and tried this test on her. God, it was fucking FTM, I forget what it's called. They, um, they figured out how to register 
or, or to uh, access her memories. And in those memories, they determined that she had a personal knowledge of the crime and that they what? couldn't prove that she had actually committed the crime. They couldn't prove whether she was a witness, but she said she wasn't even anywhere near it, and they proved that she had a personal knowledge of the crime. Now, how the fuck? And that fuck? was memory-based. It had nothing to do with, like... Um, yes. Like, lie detector technology or anything. No, no. It was no. actually just straight up... It, yeah, somehow or another, they're, they're accessing memory. That's Let me see. I'm crazy. trying to Google the correct things. Yeah, somebody uh, showed it to me the other day. It was, it's really crazy. This um, I don't I don't have the store in front of me. Next uh, podcast, I'll find it, folks, and I'll, I'll yeah, get it to you. Check yeah, fucks. Out, see if you can find You're it. like, you do three hour podcasts. I don't even know where this is. You fucking <laughs> asshole. How about you fucking research shit before you talk about it? Somebody showed it to me. I'm assuming it's real. You, I'm sure you, you smart cats will send it to me on Twitter. Did but, you hear about the cops in Detroit robbing people? Yes, real cops. Yes, amazing. They were real cops. What are we in fucking Gotham City? Well, Detroit kind of is. Detroit's way scarier than Gotham City. <laughs> Detroit is. We were just there. Really? During yeah. With the film, the TV show. Oh, what were we you? Went to Zug what? Island. What? Zug Island is where they make uh, a lot of cars. It's it's mostly like a steel factory and plant. And uh, when we were there, we saw houses that were like fifty bucks. We saw found one online that was thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine dollars for a house. No, regular is there five hundred. There's a lot of five hundred dollar houses there. You just get a house. But you wouldn't want to live there. Like, they would have to pay you to live there. It smells horrible, like like a sulfury, burning, chemical-y smell. And it's just in the air all the time. And people were, they were fishing in this polluted river. And uh, my friend was like, uh, why are they fishing in that river? It's like, because they need to eat. Like, <laughs> it's really that crazy. Oh, 47% illiteracy rate. The the highest rate, I believe, of abandoned houses, like the growth of abandoned houses in the nation. Pretty sure I read that, too. Might have made that up, though. But, yeah, we can't, and I'm not, and let me preempt this by saying I'm not advocating bailing out cities, but it is just funny that the government's like, oh, we can't help you, we're going to fucking take all the pensions, but at the same time, we're just going to bail out giant corporations and fuck it, maintain 900 bases around the world and spend trillions of dollars fucking maintaining this empire of bases. But it's a, but we're just going to neglect all the cities here. And yes, there was a lot of corruption in Detroit. Yes, there's a lot of externalities that I'm not taking into consideration. It's just an interesting dichotomy of who the fuck does this government really care about. And again, it brings us full circle to porn. Nobody <laughs> bailed out porn. It all, Nobody it bailed all, out porn, man. Dude trying. who lived in my neighborhood was a porn guy, lost his fucking house. Bullshit, man. Nobody cared. You're trying? You're trying to give up? Have him move to Detroit. Yeah. All the people who lost out in the porn industry. Yeah, start porn in Detroit. Free taxes. (laughs) Those people will fuck you for cheap. They're willing to eat radioactive fish. (laughs) They'll fuck you on the cheap. It's a good move. This is the end of the show. Clearly. (laughs) We ran out of gas. I'm going to pee. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Then we'll wrap this up. I'll come back and we'll clean it up tidy. Let's play that little clip. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Joe wants to see it. Joe wants to see Joe it. Wants to snap see one it. off. So, what do these little lamps do? They're salt, Himalayan and salt lamps. Supposedly, they have some kind of energy that comes off of them, but I don't buy it. I think Joe's just a hippie. <laughs> He's a closeted hippie. <laughs> so, they're actually made of salt? or they're just... Yeah, they're made out of salt. Oh, crazy. Um, so your artwork you do, do you also have like a, like a gallery or do you have a, any online where you can buy posters yeah, of, your, of your, of your stuff? Abbymartin.org. Abbymartin. You can check out the gallery there. And, uh, I just brought 
something that I thought you guys would like here. But yeah, I do a lot of like abstract art and uh, political art as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you go to school for art or? No, no. I think art school is kind of bullshit. Yeah. It kind of conforms you to what they, whatever they think art is or whatever. So, art. It just started off as mostly uh, going to the collage section. Right oh, there. Bam. It started off as just mostly an outlet because political activism was dominating my life, but then it it ended up being uh, something that I was able to bridge the two together, and it just it keeps me sane. I don't get to do it as much as I would like to, but. And what is is this? What is this medium you're using? Is this I, ink? That or? is all paint pen and cutouts of paper. I do nothing on the computer, so that's all wow. just hand drawn ink and and collage. That's really cool. And paint pen. Thank you. Now, do you ever do a live gallery, or do you ever have? Have you ever done that, like a, like a showing of your your? your oh work? yeah, absolutely. I, I did a, a a lot of art shows in the past, and I did my first political installation. That's a line of riot cops. I took a photo of and then oh, just drew cool. over it. What did I miss? You missed a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, you stop. <laughs> did I miss out? Uh, yeah. We're looking at her artwork at abbymartin.org. I love when uh, I don't know something about somebody. It turns out they're badass at shit. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I like finding Look that shit out too. Looky here. Badass artist. Look at her. What's the video? Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's introduce watch video. it. Yes, okay. So this is a little compilation promo that I made of what I think are the best clips of the entire first season of Breaking the Set, which is the show I have on RT America. So this is kind of just a little two minute uh preview of what the fuck the show's about. Okay. Check it out. F the media, f the candidates, f the corporatocracy. How rude. I can't wait for this. F to be over. Word. New York Times, welcome to the This Administration Has No Credibility Club. Remind me again why it is that people are worshiping kings and queens in the year 2013. So I have a novel idea. <laughs> Instead of blaming the whistleblower for trying to evade death by way of the Espionage Act, you actually talk about what the NSA revelations are. In a constitutional republic democracy, this is not informed consent by those who are governed. This is manufactured consent, and I would actually say it's coerced consent in secret. Guys, this is not about safety. It's not about terrorism. This is about chilling dissent and controlling society. Live, live, die, die, die. Isn't he dead already? You can't conduct these kinds of wars around the world, killing innocent people in the pursuit of a few bad guys, and, and pretend that it's not going to come back to, to hurt you. Did you find the logic flawed now, looking back? Do you regret your vote to invade and occupy a country to find one man? See, we ought to be critical of highly concentrated forms of power wherever we find it because it, that kind of power is usually subject to chronic abuse. Hello, Abby. I'm Stephanie from Nestle. We saw the video you post on YouTube criticizing Nestle over water. So here's our response. Walmart's also been described as an economic death star, destroying everything in its path, leaving behind nothing more than a homogenous wasteland. So the harmless activist is now the criminal, yet actual criminal banksters run free. Well, I'm glad this government has its priorities so straight. Preachy. So, do you shackle down your mind and subscribe to old school paradigms? Or do you liberate yourself by acknowledging reality? Sure, the world would lose its innocence, but wouldn't you rather know the truth? <laughs> Powerful Abby Martin. You're all angry and shit. I'm all pissed off. You're like dude. causing a revolution or something. I'm just pissed. And you don't see people who are like, I pissed don't know. Pissed on I'm TV? Just, yeah. <laughs> but but RT allows you to be pissed. But right. I should say that you're very pleasant. 
you know, you. by saying you're angry. You're kind of angry when you're doing these clips. Mm -hmm. If someone didn't know you and they saw that, they would think, like, wow, this is, like, a really intense check. But you're very pleasant. You're very normal. That's fu It is funny that you say that because everyone I've met, they're like, wow, you you seem like you're really intense. And I'm like, oh, it's just, yeah, I'm pissed off when I'm talking about this shit, but I can also be a normal person who can, like, have conversations about different things. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, it all boils down to you can't deny what's going on. And so many people are. And if it's not for people like you that come up and go, hey, quite honestly, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> if that doesn't happen, and it's a real controversial thing. And I, I applaud you. I mean, this is going to sound condescending, but it's, I have to say it in this way anyway. I applaud you for doing it even more because you're a woman. Because I know that a lot of men don't want to hear women talk about important issues. Right. There's a weird thing, like especially old schooly type men. Like if you're like, how many dudes in their fifties want to listen to some? How old are you? Like twenty nine or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, twenty nine year old chick, with a fucking smart mouth, talking shit about our military exactly. or whatever. You know, like <laughs> exactly. they don't want to hear that shit. Like exactly. old dudes don't want to hear that at all. So it takes a lot of balls or whatever you have. Yeah, your ovaries it takes yeah. a lot of ovaries. Huge it takes ovaries. a lot of courage mm -hmm. to uh to be able to do that it's, it's a tricky situation when you start talking about shit that other people should have taken care of it's like because you're not just saying to old dudes like hey dickhead you know like do you, are you paying attention to what's going on like this is what the government's doing to you you're also saying hey how did you let this happen mm -hmm. you were the ones that were in truck what are you doing there accident you were like you were the ones who are in charge of this. Like mm -hmm. you guys allowed this to happen. Like anybody that's upset at the way the situation is right now, who had anything to do with it, look at yourself. Yeah, look exactly. at yourself. Exactly. Don't get mad at Edward Snowden. You know? Yeah, and I think you know people have told me that I'm you know why don't you provide more solutions or you're like mm. fear mongering and stuff. I'm like, look, we all need to get this information first before we can even get to what we can do about it. Like, we don't fucking know any of this shit because we've been conditioned to not knowing it. The media is controlled by six corporations. Six corporations that work in concert with the establishment to push their narrative. Six corporations that about 120 people sit on the boards of directors of, that also sit on the boards of directors of defense contractors, Monsanto. I mean, this is what's controlling. That's the corporatocracy. Yeah. It's, yeah. The media is allowed to lie. It's about entertainment. It's not about providing information. So it's a, it's a shame that I have to work for Russian government <laughs> to provide the truth about my own country. And it's a shame that there's no outlet here that will allow me to do that. It's amazing that <laughs> this is, like, when we think about Russia, when you think about Putin, you think about, like, oh, don't piss that fucking guy off. Like, th those people are crazy. Like, those people are mm -hmm. gangster as fuck. But uh, we don't think about that when it comes to this country. Right. But meanwhile, you know, look, look at what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, look at this. The Edward Snowden thing is a, a classic situation. They're offering political asylum. To a guy that exposed a worldwide spying program. Right. Who else is spying? Is the UK spying? They're spying They're too, right? They're spying, yeah. But I mean, is China spying? Everyone's spying. Everyone's spying, spying but right? The, but is that the what's US going is like on? Spying Canada. on fucking like Brazilians. It's like, why the fuck are we spying on Brazilians? Never know. What's going on? That ass. Got, got to get that ass. <laughs> got to get that Brazilian ass. Could be they found out about churrascarias. You ever eat at Fogo de Chão? <laughs> you ever eat at one of those places? <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it if you're cultured, by the way. You mm. don't say chow. Foga to chow, you don't say that. You say shon. Shon. Yeah. But it's funny culture. that the media is acting like, oh, it's a thumb in the eye. It's a middle finger of the U.S. Mm. It's like, well, actually, the U.S. set the double standard years ago when we denied repeated extradition requests of actual criminals from Russia. Russia has yeah. fucking asked us to extradite multiple criminals. And we said no. Yeah, Same well, with Ecuador. We same with Venezuela. To. Yeah, but we didn't want to. Right. But so why are we acting What's so shocked point? when other countries <laughs> don't do it? Why are we acting so shocked when Russia's like, no, we're not going to extradite this guy? 
Isn't it funny that we keep saying we? Yeah. I need to stop doing that. I, I, I try to, too, but it's so easy to do. I know. It's so easy to go, we're the ones who... Right. That's what pisses people off, though. I know. They're like, don't call it we. It's yeah. Like, well, okay. It's somebody. Yeah. This should... Yeah. Should be a better account of what the fuck we stands for. Yeah, it's like I'm sick of just saying like the U.S. government. Yeah. The, this. Well, that's like, like that's the real problem with like conspiracy theory type talk. The government's trying to. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. much of the government? Because the government itself, it's the IRS, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA. I a mean, lot yes, of them which don't though, even like each other. Yeah. Even though we have, it's not us necessarily doing it. We are sponsoring it with our tax dollars. So it really is we in a general sense. Sure. In a ge- very general sense. Very general But sense. when we think of, like, the responsibility <laughs> for the actual action right. itself, and then we say, we did this right. in Afghanistan, we did this in right. Iraq. I didn't fucking slaughter any Afghanis or yeah. it's It gets real tricky when you get into the we. Mm-hmm. Strange times, Abby Martin. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that? Like, you're historically, to be a reporter, this is one of the weirdest times ever. It's one of the weirdest times ever to, to be uh, witnessing sort of uh, society boiling. I guess, though, the, the, the statement holds true that every time was the weirdest time for that time. Right, right. But this is the weirdest time ever. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot. I think because of the advancement of technology and the fact that we are so interconnected and know about all the horrible shit going on at any given time, does it just seem like it's so much more yeah. fucked up now because we have access to all of that? We get like an AP newsletter when everything horrible happens. Like, I don't know. Or yeah. is there really more, like, horrible shit going on? I don't know. Well, we definitely have more. If you hear that, it's not me peeing, folks. <laughs> Just pouring a little coffee. I think we definitely have more access. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah. So we're going to hear more stories about things that have happened. But I, 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 I wish I knew how much of it's... it's how much of it is actually? How much of it is affecting mm-hmm. the actual things that we do? I don't know about. that. Well, that's the problem. Is all we hear on the corporate media is shit that doesn't affect us. Jody Arias case, yeah. Zimmerman. I mean, in a grand scheme of things, you can argue that yes, the stand your ground laws definitely affect people, but did it warrant that much coverage for weeks and weeks and weeks and every detail of the case? No. Well, here's a perfect example um, uh, today. Think about all the shit that's going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's giant chunks, Manhattan size are falling off of fucking Greenland. They're, they're huge chunks of ice, right? We all know about that. We all know about this Bradley Manning thing. We mm-hmm. all know about this Edward Snowden thing. We all know about what the fuck is going on with Iran. What's happening with North Korea. We all know about that. But the front page of CNN, I'm fighting for my life. It's A-Rod because he's suspended for a year. You know what? He only has $270 (laughs) million. What will he do if he is forced to take a a whole year off for using roids? I don't feel fucking bad for him. Stop what you're saying. What are you, a communist? (laughs) This is front page news for a reason because this is the most important story in America. A-Rod suspended but in lineup during appeal. So he's allowed to go in the line. So we can go, hmm, this is, how is this going to play out? How is this going to play out? Let's watch it. Grand drama. It's salacious as fuck. You know what's terrified me is I, Vice is so awesome. I love that you've been interviewing uh, Shane Smith. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. But dude, this, oh wow. Great guy too. taking roids too. Um, Woo. Wow, no, wait, but the Venice, sigh. the Venice one where he was like, <laughs> Venice is underwater. Holy shit. Yeah. Like underwater for a hundred days out of the year. It's just. That's how much the ocean's rising right now. So it's like the people who so are So how much arguing, of Venice is accessible? Um, they've just built bridges all over. So people just walk on these like platforms all over the city. Wow. Yeah, so what happens? Yeah, totally flooded. So is it, is it rising? Like how much of yeah. a difference is it from before? It's been progressively rising. And, and Shane Smith is just like, look, these people who are arguing about 
is global warming man-made is climate change man-made. it doesn't fucking matter it's happening now <laughs> like, right we don't need to have the argument about fucking who did it yeah it's we it's did happening. a lot of shit yeah. yeah shit's fucked up and bullshit <laughs> shit's what are fucked we up do about it? and bullshit that's a that's a quote somewhere in the bottom of a message board now <laughs> abby martin shit's fucked up that's and gonna bullshit be in the bottle the cork bottle yeah that's a ocean. that's a real good point there was an article about Miami. They were talking about Miami, and within the decade, we'll be underwater. They're like, you can't stop it. Also, because Miami apparently is on like a very porous limestone. Mm. It's not hard ground because it's like it's not just at sea level. Oh, great, it's like a giant sponge. Yeah. That's great. So they were saying that like it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Like it's all just gonna be a marsh. Like you're you're not gonna be able to get to your condo. <laughs> I think the problem with the whole argument is people like Al Gore who are actually profiting off the solutions. The right. carbon credit thing, I think, is bullshit. Um, you can't trade pollution and somehow think that's going to be fucking the answer. So I think, and then when you see things like uh, the meat industry not getting penalized for the fact that they are creating the majority of carbon output, so is it like the, the meat bird, industry that's doing that? It's a, the methane coming from farts. cow farts. Yeah. So, so the methane Huge. from cow farts are the biggest problem the world has ever known. <laughs> So I think it's like a, I think it's a, a large percentage of of carbon emissions, but oh the fact God. that we're not even talking about that, it's like the the you know the burdens put on the consumer where we're like calculate your carbon footprint. I think people are like, what the fuck? I is can going solve on? this. Yeah, we need to put cups yeah. over the back of cows' butts, <laughs> tape those bitches down, and capture all that methane. Just capture it. You know what? Put them in the dome like that Stephen King book. Put all the cows <laughs> inside of the dome. Is that one of those cows that has a um? Is that look at the balls? Jesus Christ! <laughs> the size of that fucking ball. Um, they could capture it. Why can't they capture it? Can they figure out a way to like dome them cows in and suck all the methane dome out of the dome? You could put a man in orbit in the space station, floating above the planet, and he could fucking Twitter from up there. You telling me you can't dome up a few cows and suck them farts, turn them into resources? Isn't that possible? It seems like it should be possible. It should be, right? Yeah, if we can figure out to do satellites, we should be able to figure out how to suck methane out of the air. Out of, out of cow's asses. The future, gloomy or rosy? <laughs> Abby Martin. I think it uh, depends on your perspective. I hate people who are like, oh, I don't look at positive or negative news because i your grandma's <laughs> impression of your grandma? Oh, I don't look at Oh, you. I don't look at news because it makes me sad. I don't have like, email. Oh, I'm just really positive. I just like don't. Oh, no, that's just too negative. It's like, well, this is fucking reality. So mm. you're going to intake reality and, and figure out how you're going to relay your own message of what reality is. Like, that's fucking truth. So if you're going to reject a whole portion of the world because you don't want to fucking be negative, then... That didn't really answer your question. I think that it no, can it go does. either way. It does. It's you're you're just sort of hedging your bets. Yeah. Yeah. It can go either way, right? Do you think do you have a responsibility being in a position where people are listening to you to talk about certain things? Uh I think yeah. I mean I think I have the responsibility. Or is it just natural? Does I it mean, just I've come like instinctive? For the I started off as an anti war activist and then it just uh, went from there realizing that every, all this shit was censored. Why is it censored? And then getting into media. And so I've been passionate about this stuff for since I was 17. You know, out in the streets doing activism. You were in the streets mm -hmm. at 17? Mm -hmm. What are you doing out there? Fucking trying to lobby against us not blowing Iraq up. When you were 17? Yeah. Wow. How many people listened? <laughs> 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 they were like, bitch, come on. <laughs> You're <please>. fucking 17. <laughs> How many people listen to 17-year-olds? Yeah. It's an unfortunate aspect. Well, what's crazy is that there was millions of people in the street saying the same thing, but we were ignored. Um, when you see, like, uh, Occupy, Wall mm -hmm. Street, and shit like that, do you think that that has a positive effect? Absolutely. I think, think so? That, yeah. 
I think that it really got the uh, the debate into the 99% versus the 1% kind of realizing that we all have so many problems. And when people demonized Occupy and say, no, you guys can't get a consolidated message. What the fuck is this all about? It's like, well, there's fucking 99 problems. Like, the <laughs> mm-hmm. and a bitch ain't one. But no, I mean, there's seriously so many problems facing us, and it all stems from the same system. So... I don't blame the movement for not galvanizing behind one message. The problem with Occupy is that it was so inclusive that it would be like homeless people would be doing open mics and shit. Like, the, you know, it was like mic checks. So like, it's like, dude, you can't... Mic check, like, mic <laughs> check! And everyone's like, mic check! And you're like, I need where a can cigarette. I get to... <laughs> I need a... Oh, well, there was a cultural <laughs> aspect to the uh, whole Occupy thing that got a little strange, and that was that mic check thing. Where people would do that, like, in courthouses. Right. Mic check! And then people would, like, yell it out. It was very military. I think there needs to be some sort of leadership, uh, you know. But then again, I think that there needs to be... If we had, like, a true democracy, it would be... Uh, and I think if we had people actually having democratic input but the thing is we don't have that we have like what one delegate that can go and fucking the electoral college is bullshit we don't even have like direct representation so it's just it was a good concept and i think it's the start of it you know it was cracked down brutally by militarized riot police all across the country on a federal level i saw it firsthand i was in oakland living there and it was a fucking police state dude i was like why are you guys expelling so many resources to shut down a, a little camp of like a hundred people. It was like fucking a thousand police, full riot, riot gear at like treating it like a riot. Like, I don't understand if you have, if you're dressed as a paramilitary troop, um, I don't understand why you need to be, uh, using these crowd control methods. If, if there's no riot, it's like, I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's the old generation fighting the new generation. It's part of what it always is going to be. There's always going to be a resisting of change and trying to fight back the angry hordes. I mean, it's, it's like very if you, similar. If it's you're like, dressed like a troop, you're going to act like a fucking soldier. You know, you know what I've described you're it as? Treat us like an enemy. I've described Operation uh, or Occupy Wall Street as being sort of like white blood cells. Like they're they're going around the infected area. They don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but they're they're making it inflamed. They're causing attention. Like when you get a, an infection on your knee and you look down, your knee's swollen. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like white blood cells on Occupy Wall Street. You look mm-hmm. down in this, these areas where these people are camped out and screaming and yelling and doing mic checks all day. And like that's inflammation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an, you got an inflammation spot. For you sure. got a sore. You got a dirty little sore right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for there for a reason. So future rosie can we say rosie yeah possibly i, so I possibly think rosie? i think it needs to get worse before it gets better but i have faith in humanity and i think that we can pull things around and i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing if i didn't believe that do you like working for rt i do i have uh an amazing amount of editorial control over did what you I ever say. think that you'd say that you'd like working for russia <laughs> it's a pretty fucked up world isn't it yeah yeah it's just tw- it's just twisted it's like i never thought that left I'd is be right having right is left do that to tell the truth it's crazy. Powerful. Powerful Abby Martin. So you can follow Abby Martin on Twitter. It's just Abby Martin, right? Abby Martin. And um, is there a website for your show? Uh, just look up Breaking the Set on YouTube. And I also have Media Roots as my media organization on the side, abbymartin.org. Anything else to say Plugging to find people shit. before you bolt? Yeah, just fucking the truth is, is enlightening. Don't reject it. Embrace it. And... Express yourself, and if you're passionate about something, it's a responsibility to express that in whatever medium you choose. But don't reject the truth and don't turn it off because we gotta fucking progress. 
In other words, get it together, bitches. <laughs> With much love for all. Spread the love and you shall receive. Exactly. We'll see you guys later this week with um, Greg Fitzsimmons will be stopping by. And I got some other shit going on, too. I'm going to I'm gonna try to bring in one of these dudes that are angry at me, the chemtrail dudes, and have wow. them sit down oh, no. unedited for several hours and let them express themselves because they're so pissed at me. Can we bring the big, big foot guy in, too, at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? We will see you freak soon. So until then, go shop with Stamps.com. You don't shop. You send shit. Stamps.com. Use the code word JRE. Save yourself some cash. And Squarespace.com. Use the code Joe and the number eight. Eight stands for August, freaks. That's right. You're slowly dying. Also brought to you by Onnit. That's O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save yourself 10% off of any and all supplements. And I say you're dying, but that might not be true. In fact, this Wednesday, we explore that option. We're talking to uh, Ray Kurzweil. It's all about transhumanism on uh, Joe Rogan Questions Everything, 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi. All right, thank you for all the love and uh, even for criticisms because it makes me consider whether or not you're correct or if you're just a cunt. <laughs> Find out everything through life. Keep it together. We'll see you tomorrow or soon. Bye-bye. Take care.